I'm Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to the Chick Lit Book Club Podcast. Where we read a romance novel and then we talk about it. Today we're talking about The Blueberry Boys by Gianna Siebel. Yay! <laughs> I hope I remotely pronounced that correctly. She told us how to pronounce yeah. it. Siebel. So hopefully if I screwed it up, I'm super sorry, Gianna. No, I think you, I think, I think you hit it. Hit it. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> so, um, uh, spoiler alert, we have an interview that's going to be attached to this episode. We do. Um, Jenna Siebel um, will be talking with us today. We talked with her earlier. She's delightful. She really is. She's um, so sweet. She's adorable. Um, so, we're going to... Um, mix her in a couple times one for bright spots and then at the end so or um we'll tell you when it's gonna come um that's what she said um <laughs> i was waiting for it boom <laughs> um um but yeah so we because we of course we asked her what her bright spot was hello um i've got a question for you what is it <laughs> so, so <scared>. <laughs> So, okay, everyone had their, like, their weird 90s, like, boy band they listened to. Like, so everyone liked NSYNC. I saw NSYNC. Do you I was have too to ask fiz- me? No, well, hold on. Hold okay. on. Let me ask the question. All right. Okay, so I too fisted it at um, NSYNC. The NSYNC with the concert. NSYNC. I remember. Yep, yep. So, um, but the one thing I remember was BB Mac. I loved fucking BB Mac. What is the out of the way? I mean, everyone loves 98 Degrees. What was the random, weird, outside of the norm boy band that you liked back then? I mean, I really liked 98 Degrees. They were pretty great. What was that one about Abercrombie and Fitch? LFO. LFO? LFO? Yeah, I think so. I like girls who wear Abercrombie. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a horrible, horrible song. Yeah, it was LFO. I just Googled it. Of course I remember that fucking shit. Of course. Yes, of course. Jesus. Yeah. Did you like them? I did. Is that? Oh, it's called Summer Girls. That's what that one's. Yeah, Summer Girls. Chinese food makes me sick. (laughs) It's why I girls shot five for the summer. I mean, we talked about bare naked ladies in the last episode, uh, so I, I mean, I'm not ashamed. Oh no, no one should be ashamed of bare naked ladies. However, Mm-mm. LFO maybe yes, maybe but a little of that. Yeah, no, bare naked ladies. No, Mm-mm. I would for reals still listen to. Uh-huh. There, so they have a Christmas album with Sarah McLaughlin where they do. Um, oh, 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 um, that drummer boy. What the hell is it? Uh, Good King. It's good. You've it already blown my mind. Yeah, it's great. It's great, great. You know, I just realized we get to get to we get to go through a Christmas. We haven't gone through our actual Christmas together in a like as a as a podcast. We have not because we, we we started recording before Christmas, but we didn't release yeah, until but, after. Right. So I'm oh, so man. excited. Should we choose the like, oh. Christmas themed books? Yes, we should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm All gonna right, do like, it. Let's get to fall. We'll so okay. So guys, the other thing we realized late is that next year, 
if you're still around and we hope that you're still listening, is that we're going to have theme months. Like yeah, we, we would have had, we would have Pride Month if we had, mm. you know. Speaking of planned. Pride Month, Alexis Hall started husband material. <gasps> <laughs> he posted about it on Instagram today. I can't handle. I can't handle it. <laughs> it's like the opening page of husband material he posted oh. or something. Luke. <sighs> Luke. His barrister boyfriend. I, I, when I instead him, I said, you know, there's three people in Ohio that fucking are so happy today. So excited today. So excited. Cannot so wait. So excited. God, um, very and, excited. And I need to read Rosalie Palmer. I do need to read Yeah, her. I haven't gotten there yet. Well, you know that that's a play on Rosie Palms, right? What? Rosie Palms. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's... Would we have Alexis on? We could ask him. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be hopping. Yep. <laughs> Our podcast. Hopping. Hopping. He'll be hopping excited. So. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, hang on. The, so, question for you then. What mm-hmm. was your off the wall, like, boy oh, besides band? BB uh, B- B- Mac. Ah, uh, okay. I like those. I loved those British ones. I loved them. Um, there was another one. Oh, shit. BB Mac was the big one. Um, oh god, they had doofus names back then too. They were dumb. Uh, I don't remember, but the one I remember is Baby Mac. Um, yeah, I mean, they had like one song, especially here in America. I mean, because we we only got what what their biggest hits were from there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I loved my senior year was Tal Bachman. She's so high. Oh my god. High above me. She's so, She's so lovely. lovely. Oh, he was hot. <laughs> yeah. I loved, I loved Tal Bachman. Um, yeah, there was, I also loved the X-Files. So I loved the X-Files soundtrack because that movie came out when I was um, a senior in high school. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Hanson. I didn't like Hanson. But- I liked some of it. I mean, it's fine. Like, actually, I just googled those guys like, are cool 90s now. songs because I was like drawing a blank of everything that I listened to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There oh, was man. a lot. There really was. I also a had a. Again, I have terrible taste in men. I had a major, major crush on Vanilla Ice. Don't come at me. Oh, I mean, we all did. I don't know what to tell you. Have you ever seen Cool as Ice? I absolutely have. So I've seen Cool as Ice a couple times. I've seen Cool as Ice as as a riff tracks. So the guys who did MST3K have their own <laughs> like their own studio. They call riff tracks, and you can you can watch you can buy the riff tracks to watch with the movie. <sighs> it's amazing doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, greed. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Going to the zoo. Um, um, also, yeah. Free Britney. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah, you know, there was a lot going on. I mean, we had Lisa Loeb and The Nine Stories. We had... Oh! Oh, my God! Was it... Um, what if God was one of us? Who was that? Oh, Annie DeFranco? Hang on. Joan Osborne? 
John oh, Osborne. Oh, yes! It was John Osborne, yes. 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 Oh, my God. Me and my silver tab jeans. Tell that, ya. Um, that record was called Relish. Mm-hmm. I'm God, telling what you. a weird time. I was working, um, I was working during the summers at that point, like, as a document, as an document intern, and, um, it was Bare Naked Ladies, the X-Files soundtrack, um, I'm trying to, um, I really enjoyed, um, Foo Fighters. Oh. We've talked about that before. I mean, come on. Hello. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Oh my God. Dave Matthews. Like, I still love Dave Matthews Band oh, so yeah. much. It's not even, it's fucking not even funny. Like I would still throw so many legs over Dave Matthews. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. I was supposed to see him last summer, so I'm yeah, like, I know, totally just, yeah, I know. and I will Ugh. never see him this year. That's fine. That's cool. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not upset about it at all. Okay. Um. Hey. Uh, hi. Veronica. Yes, dear. Tell me something good. <laughs> um, so my bright spot came out of a real dark spot. So um, I had a shit day on Tuesday, and I won't get into it, but I just had a wretched fucking day. And uh, I had texted my husband. This is mildly complicated, but my husband's nephew's fiance. Um, because she and I had been talking, she's amazing. Um, but she and I have been talking a couple days prior and kind of commiserating over a specific thing. And on Tuesday, that specific thing sort of shit, like hit the fan for me. And so I texted her and I shit you not like 90 minutes later, we're like getting our kid ready for bed or whatever. And I just happened to look out the front windows of the house and like, I watched her pull in the driveway and I was like, I said to my husband, like, um, like she's in our driveway. (laughs) There's a random person. I'll I'll be back. I mean, I said her name, but I don't want to like her privacy. Um, so I like went downstairs and I was like, Hey, what you doing? And she brought me a fucking care package. So sweet. Full of wine and chocolate. And it was so nice because I had texted her and was like, it hit the fan, bring on the wine and chocolate because she and I had been commiserating like, yeah, I definitely, she said like, yeah, when that happened to me, I definitely ate like a chocolate croissant from Starbucks in the car while I cried. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, that was like, it made me feel a lot better and she stayed and talked for a little bit and um, it just like really... I could have, like, gone down a spiral, and I definitely did, but, like, she kind of, like, stopped it. <laughs> she yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah. we're going to stop up here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she, like, slid a cushion out and was like, okay, let's just <laughs> let's just maybe not go the whole way down. Let's stop, like, yeah. part of the way down. Let's bounce back up, okay? Yeah. It was just awesome. It was just so, so sweet, and I cried mm. because I was like, I cannot believe you did this. It was very sweet. I mean, what you so sweet. Me that she she gave you was awesome. Yes, like edible cookie dough and chocolate and um, uh, like Gurdelli squares and yeah and wine oh, and a cute no. card. And I was like, oh, I chose good. I chose a good family. You did. I mean, honestly, we don't we don't uh, recognize him enough. 
on really this don't. podcast. But your hubby is an amazing person. He is. He's pretty great. Uh, if you heard that in the background, I just threw a treat to my dog. Because mm-hmm. um, I bought her a here. bed. I bought her a bed to be down here with us. And Pretty sure she just went back upstairs. She said, fuck off all you. I'm going to leave this upstairs. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, cool. Hey, Rex. Yeah. Tell me something good. So I had this week off and because I'm between jobs. It's a good thing. It's so a good exciting. Thing. I'm, I'm excited. You should um, be. I'm excited because I'm, I'm going to be working with kids who are from underprivileged families. So I will get very emotional. So I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but <laughs> and the when, instead, I'm going to talk about the one thing I did. It is a connection to the bright spot I had two weeks ago, and I saw In the Heights in the theater. <laughs> oh my Yay! god, I forgot about that. That's so awesome. Yes, I saw. So, guys, if I went to the theater, I went to the movie theater. It was like my friend and I, and no one, and um, which is, I'm sure, not the experience that everyone's going to have. But um, movies are back, and uh, and I still Lin- have not been to one. So Lin-Manuel and John Chu Chu, um, both do this, like, thank you for coming to the movies sort of thing at the beginning of it. And it's very heartwarming. And um, I've had this, we talked a little bit about it before we started um, our interview. And um, I've had this sort of epiphany. I don't want to say epiphany, but I mean, it kind of is. It's like I had this bit of this bubble of jealousy and it's 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 a good hearted jealousy is like it's more of like um i'm never going to experience what these people experience in this movie and this community because i grew up in white suburbia Uh so um i would say it's so amazing to have this you know to be able to uh, witness this experience of being a Latina. And I, I know that there, I, I understand that there's issues because supposedly Lynn manuel did not hire very dark-skinned Latino people. I, I, I'm a white person, so I'm not going to get into that at all. That is somebody else's thing. Yeah, I would say that's outside our purview. That is outside, exactly. That is not my, I'm just saying I loved it from the fact as like I am not part of this community and I loved being able to see part of this community and being able to um, view a part of it and understand like what (laughs) I will never experience and um, to me it was beautiful and um, saddening for me just because my kid like I don't have kids and they're not going to experience that and they're not going to have it's just it's a beautiful thing that um I don't know a lot of us will um, be able to relate to. So um, I would recommend, I would recommend seeing the theater because there's like the 96,000 song. You'll, <laughs> it's cool because you can actually feel them jumping into the water into the pool. That's you can feel fine. Like it, yeah. You feel like because of the Dolby sound, like right. you can feel the, the impact. It's cool. Um, and if you, anybody who likes Brooklyn nine, nine, Fucking um, show is Santos so funny. is ro- uh, is like is oh, is it Carla? She's she's like the, the one of the main women in um, 
I was sitting there going, oh my God, that's so-and-so from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's, I, I would recommend. I watch that whole show. I would recommend. I mean, the music's fantastic. Uh, again, this is the second time I'm going on and on about In the Heights, but. Um, Nothing wrong. It, it's, as a, you know, as a white person, I, I, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying to glean, glean what. I'm gleaning something from it, and I just, you know, I, I enjoyed it, and I can hope that I can. I want to go to every heritage festival on the planet because I want to get this sense of community and love and cultural identity that these people have that I will never experience. So. Yeah. Um. She also that actress plays yeah. Sonia on Modern Family, who that character. So it's um. Gloria's sister Wait, from Columbia. Oh, okay. So she's the woman a, the who one plays from Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nine. Brooklyn Nine. Yeah. What's her plays. name? Stephanie something. Muniz. Uh, let me go back up. Hang on. Stephanie Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah. 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 And she is brilliant as Sonia. Oh, she's fantastic brilliant. in 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 this because I was like she can sing. I mean, she's got some like she doesn't have like a lot of singing role like because so the woman who plays Daniela. Is fucking Mimi who who originated the role of Mimi in Rent? What? Right? It didn't. Oh it took me until like I saw it. I was like, Oh my god! Oh, okay. Yes. Daphne Rubin Vega. Yeah, that's that's Mimi. That's Damn. yeah. She's amazing, and she's got she has two of the the best songs. She's got um, Carnival de Barrio, which is oh so awesome. Um, yeah, so that is my bright spot. That's awesome. So um, in the heights now. Okay. <laughs> Shall we ask Gianna what her bright spot is? We should. Gianna, girl, what is your bright spot? Um. So I got to try the Cajun sauce from McDonald's last Sunday. Um. Uh. It really it came out recently in the Philippines and it was unexpectedly good. I didn't expect it to be so good. And then I also finished editing a good fantasy book ahead of my work deadline. And then I also reached past a uh, 100,000 uh, word count mark for the novel I'm working on. So that's yeah. awesome. Yes, thank you. Good for you. <laughs> um, what is, is it a continuation of this series or is it a separate? It's a completely different, separate thing that I'm working on. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Is that going to be through Cherry or is that separate? As separate also um it's just something that i wanted to try um to post online for free so cool, yeah. cool. thank you awesome yeah, send us, if you if you feel comfortable send us the whatever you've got you know when it's it's up and running and we will we will we'll post it, it to our stuff yeah. yeah i'll keep that in mind thank you yeah cool well congratulations to you that's all good stuff i don't think i've tried the cajun sauce at mcdonald's have you right no no I don't think I have. I didn't, but I'm kind of excited about it now. <laughs> you guys can try it. It's really, really good. There's, I, there's, I pass at McDonald's all the time. I will, I never leave the house anymore. COVID. <laughs> well, um, there's a thing here. It's called hot chicken. Have you had hot chicken, Veronica? No. Oh my god. It's Nashville. Chicken. That's the thing in Nashville, Tennessee, is hot chicken, and oh. it's, it's a thing, and it's well, it's hot chicken. <laughs> I've never been in Nashville. 
but I understand the Popeye's Bojangles debate. So, well, uh, shall we take a little break and then come back and talk about the book? Sure. All right. Let's Let's do do that. that. Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. We're back, dude. (laughs) I love you. I love you, too. All right. So let's talk about this book. Yes, please. Do you want me or do you want to read the summary? I can read it. I have it up. You're so good at it because it makes you sound so sexy. Oh, does it? it? Well, thank God, because that's my retirement plan. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Pretty sure all of my neighbors think I'm a cam girl at this point because it's like... I've told you I've walked I've walked Luna with my wig mm-hmm. and full makeup on and sweatpants and they're like that fucking bitch so whore it's fine it's cool it's I'm cool very sure that they can all like see me through this window behind me I don't care let them legit, think what they think legit you have a blue wig and I have a promising young woman wig on so mm-hmm. it happens it happens yeah I mean honestly we might be like a violent duo <gasps> let's do it <laughs> <laughs> um, the other day really quick. Uh, I was at the gym, and there's, like, a big garage door mm-hmm. um, to, like, for airflow. So the garage door is open, because it always is when it's, like, halfway decent outside. And um, there's a dumpster, like, not far, like, really close to where the garage door is. With all the men in. Yes. And a dude pulled up in, like, a black SUV and dumped some shit in the dumpster and then sat in his GMC and stared at a bunch of us. Now, That's I don't weird. know who he was staring at exactly, but I could see him. Like, it was, I was in direct line of sight. He could have also been staring at the coach. He could have also not been staring at us at all. But it was creepy as yeah. fuck. And so yeah. I made sure to keep staring back at him because he also had sunglasses on so then I couldn't like exactly tell where he was Did you like lift a weight and look at him at the same time? Well we were still warming up so like we were I absolutely like made eye contact with him and at one point I said now I'm surrounded I'm at the gym surrounded by like very strong people okay one of the other guys in my class I watched back squat like 300 something pounds the other day okay so like I was not in fear for my life. I was angry. And I've also just have a, the, the rage of a millennial woman who has been raising a toddler through a pandemic. And so I'm kind of like at the end of the rope, right? So I <laughs> looked at him and I said to the coach and the dude who had back squatted 300 pounds, and he's another coach at the gym, and I was like, he has five seconds before I go out there and ask him what the fuck his problem is. And then he drove away. <laughs> he fucking knew it. He knew it. <laughs> and the, the knew other, it. the male coach goes, I think he heard you. And I was like, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking good. My husband goes, oh my God, can you please not piss off people who might be in the mafia? And I was like... I don't fucking care. I'm sure it was fine. No, we actually did find out later, like, um, the coach asked the owner of the building, like, this weird thing happened. And he was like, oh, he actually works in the building. And I was like, oh, can you just tell him to not be so fucking creepy then? Because that was not okay. Like, we were... The women who could see him, like, we were very creeped out. 
you know what? Uh, if if you're doing something that you're like, this could be misconstrued. Don't fucking do it because somebody out there is like, that's a fucking creeper, man. That's a mm-hmm. creeper. Um, we did go. The coach went and looked at like what he threw, threw in the dumpster. Not a, it was not like a body. A, not bodies. It was like empty boxes. Fine. So can I tell you about the uh, text message I got this morning? Can I? Can I? Uh, if, we're, if we're on a side venture, I'm here. scared. No, it's hysterical because, okay, so I love my friend. He lives in West Virginia. He's oh, from mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I love him dearly. But this is the text message I got from this morning. They found a dead body wrapped in a blanket at the landfill in Martinsburg. Good morning. Did you send yep. him back the uh, the Ramos gift? Oh, I should have. So my thing now is I send to everyone Anthony Ramos. Hey, yo, good morning from In the Heights. Um, no, I did not. I just wrote, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, okay, so this is how we're starting the morning. So, yeah. Um, FYI, that's the second or third body they've just found in the woods there. Cool. Someone needs to call Mark Harmon. I'm telling you, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, there's some legend of serial killers happening. It's cool. Um, Yeah. Maybe we should get back on the book. Let's do that. There are no serial killers in the book. No, there are not. That we know of, I guess. Alrighty. So (laughs) we took a turn. All right. We did. So this is, uh, as per the Amazon description, this is The Blueberry Boys by Gianna Sibel. Hopefully I said that even close to a little bit right. Okay, here we go. Sabina Kyle has it all. She's a stunning model at the pinnacle of her career and the fierce managing editor of a top lifestyle magazine. She has strong friends and family that support her drive and determination and call her out on her mistakes. In everything she does, she gives her all, except with Tristan Bishop. When it comes to Tristan, Sabina has three rules. No kissing, no talking about it at work, no feelings, no strings, no complications. But Tristan... The gorgeous, strong, six-foot-one secretary-slash-bodyguard makes her want to break every single one of her rules, and then some. The crazy, no, the terrifying thing is, for him, she might break them again and again. Can Sabina let Tristan in and stay true to herself, or is their connection too intense for the both of them? Will Sabina's thirst for Tristan be sated even after she learns his hidden secrets? Maybe. The million-dollar question, y'all. Right? Okay, so... Should we fill in some things? Let's fill in some things. So, um, Sabina, as the description lays out, she's she works as an editor at a lifestyle magazine. Um, mm-hmm. She's also a model. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think, she start, I think she was a model before and then ended up working yeah. as an editor. So she still does some modeling on the side. Um, she starts, like, hooking up with Tristan... Yeah, it's very much like, yeah, it's, Just, it's spontaneous. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. she wants it. I mean, like, yeah. why wouldn't you, right? But when the book opens up, Tristan is not working for her. No. Like, he has already quit. Mm, he's quitting. I think he already had, because it was flashbacks that they were talking about. Because her new dude was there at the wedding Denver. with her. Yeah. Denver? Is that his name? Denver. Yeah, Denver. So Tristan quits, and it's it's very um, out of the blue. 
and she's yeah, not don't happy know about why. it. Yeah, he, and, he's not explicit as to why. We're going to spoil because something yes. happens 50% way through, mm-hmm. which will be spoiled in our interview, so we mm-hmm. kind of have to spoil it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not... I mean, it's big, but it's something it's that comes halfway... It's a big fucking deal. It comes halfway through, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very big deal. Um, to be able to talk about the book, we have to talk about it. Yeah. So, if you're interested in reading it, um, you might just want to hit pause. Like, if you don't want to know... Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm anyway. Like, I'm like my spoiler alert for Wicked. For Wicked. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, Tristan quits. She doesn't know why. He says it has nothing to do with you. There's, I just. Something's happening. Something's going on and I I can't work here anymore. Yeah. Um, she eventually, like a few weeks later, her life is in shambles and she's just like, she's gone through this PR nightmare because after Tristan quit and they stopped sleeping together, she just was at a club and hooked up with a dude and then like found out he was married with like after a she hooked up with him. Yeah. So like, it, she didn't know. I mean, she didn't do it like intentionally. It's not her fault. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't looking for like, no, she wasn't the trying first, to yeah, do that. The first like, married it, dude, like to jump, throw it just a leg happened. over. Right. Yeah. Like, and she, even she was like, what he was fucking married. Like, why would I, why would he be at a club? Like dancing with a bunch of women? Right. Why would I think he was married? You know? Right. Um, so she wants him to come back to work because bodyguard slash secretary. So it's not so much really about the bodyguard issue. It's the secretary issue because right. he kept all of her shit locked down. Yup. And new dude is not, ha- it's not hacking it. Denver, the last dinosaur. So she goes to his condo and is like, please come back to work. I will literally double your, your salary and give you anything you want. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want to work 23 hours a day for you. I want to work yeah. normal fucking hours. Like, 9 to 5, 8 to 5, whatever it is. So she agrees. She gives him a huge raise, and um, he comes back and works more normal hours. But they're not resuming the fuck buddy situation they had going on right. in the past. Um, in fact, it like sort of looks like he's trying. he's dating, a- he's trying to date someone else. Claire? No. Claire. Yeah, I Claire. think it's Claire. Yeah. Um, at any rate, eventually she decides that she does want to try and actually date Tristan. Because when they were just fuck buddies, he had asked her, he had said, like, I want to go out on a date with you. And she just kicked him out of her apartment. Like, basically is how that ended. Um, yeah. But he like, clearly yeah. feels more for her and she even though she seems to feel more for him it's just like no my rule is that I don't do serious relationships I'm just not we're just not going to do that I'm not going to do that with you right um but eventually she changes her mind and they start like actually entering a real relationship right so I think now, I think, I think we do need to talk, like, do you want to talk about it now or do we talk about it later? Let's, let's just talk about it now. Yeah, so I know. So. We're sighing because this, this is the shitty part. Like. Yeah. So. This they're, sucks. They're, they're in a relationship at this point. They're like, mm-hmm. they are together. Like, 
and they love each loves, other. Yeah, like I don't know if they. I think he waits they don't until. Express, yeah, I don't think they've expressed that they love each other at this point. But you kind of get the feeling that they yeah. are like pretty involved, um, and they have serious feelings for each other. And he keeps saying, "I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you." And what he has to tell her is he has a kid. And this is a big deal because Sabina has absolutely no desire to A, get married, or B, raise children. None. None whatsoever. And it's really not his kid, but it's his kid. Like, it's his nephew, um, but his brother and sister-in-law are passed on. And so he has taken custody of this child and this child mm-hmm. calls his child brandon calls him papa yeah he's so the the brother and the sister-in-law died and that's why he quit because mm-hmm. he was taking responsibility for brandon and brandon was moving in with him mm-hmm. um he is helping to take care of brandon with his sister his last remaining sibling ian ian yeah i think it's short for iana i think is mm-hmm. her name mm-hmm. um but she is like an ER physician, like an ER resident, I believe. And so mm-hmm. her schedule is fucking crazy, which is why he quit. Because he was like, I can't work for you 23 hours a day. Right. And like still take care of this child with a, the person who was helping me raise the child. My sister is has a crazy schedule. One of us needs to have a normal schedule. Right. Um, so... She finds that out, and, like, the the last half of the book is them trying to, like, navigate this new situation where they both clearly love each other, but his life is not what she wants. Right. And so the two of them are trying to figure out what they can do about that. She very much is, like... She doesn't, it's not like she wavers. She sticks to her guns. She does not want to have kids. She does not. And and the whole time she's like, this is your child. Mm -hmm. It's not my child. And like, he even says like, you are, you're a great mom to Brandon. She's like, nope, nope, not a mom. No. She describes like the visceral, like panicked reaction that she feels like a tightness in her chest yeah. when he talks about it. And yeah. at one point, like Brandon calls her mama and she like flips, mm-hmm. like totally yeah. flips out. Yeah. Okay. So <sighs> how we handle this. Me out so much. I know. So how we handle this is, um, Thank you for seeing me. Um, we do a compliment sandwich. So we do a pro and then we do, so our pro is our top bun, which is usually something like, you know, whatever. And then our meat is our con, which is like, depending on the book is depending on the meat that's inside. It could be a piece of bacon. It could be a piece of turkey. It could be a double decker sandwich. So it depends on what it is. The bottom bun is our other pro. So it rounds it out. Um, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Please give me a pro. Uh, so my top bun is um, Sabina is a non-traditional heroine in mm-hmm. basically every sense of the word. Agreed. Biggest ones, she doesn't want to get married, doesn't want to have kids. You never see that in romance novels, ever. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally 
don't think that that means you can't have like a happy ending to like I don't think that that means you're not going to get some sort of happily ever after your happily ever after just looks different right um also it is pride month still she is bisexual mm-hmm. um and she's also not white and so I loved like at one and that's very it's it's not like a thing that it's in the third person, but it's from her perspective. Like it's, it surrounds her. You don't ever get Tristan's perspective, right? but it's not a thing that she explicitly discusses frequently her not being white, but she has mm-hmm. like a fight with an editor at one oh, point yeah, 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 yeah. who um, whitewashed her skin, who lightened yeah. her skin up. Um, so it's, it's unclear like what ethnicity or nationality she is, mm-hmm. but we know she's not white. Right. And I love that you have this heroine who is like underrepresented anyway mm-hmm. in romance. She's bisexual, she's not white, and she doesn't want the marriage and the babies. Yeah. And Agreed. I love that like to me that's so important to be able to show that to women who also don't want like maybe they do love romance novels maybe this is a thing that they really enjoy reading about but they don't want to get married or they they don't don't want to have children yes and they don't fucking cave about it because like something that i know i highlighted it it's in there somewhere um something that people always told me and i know this is going to sound ridiculous because i'm married and i have a kid but like i didn't want to get married or have a child i said that a billion and a half times from age 20 to 25 or 8, 16 to 20, whatever it was. But people always said to me, when you meet the right person, you'll change your mind. And I have never fucking said that to one person because it's the most condescending bullshit I have ever heard in my entire life. Don't fucking say that to people. Just don't fucking say that. People say it to her all the time. Her dad says it to her in this book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. Like when I read that line, like I like dropped my Kindle and was like so angry because fuck you. Like you don't have a fucking right to tell people that you just don't. I'm going to, I'm going to give a little bit of Gianna's, which you're going to learn from Gianna's interview is that she's from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So um, culturally is that this is, this is the norm is Mm -hmm. that you, you're raised to want to get married and have kids. So it's, it's very Catholic. It's very Catholic. So her having this character who was like, no, fuck you all. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And if that just means not having kids and not being married, I'm just going to fucking do it is a big thing. It's yeah. a big deal. It is. It's a very big deal. And I, I'm grateful that she did it, to be frank, to be totally honest. Like, yeah, it's just I I dislike that so innately women are taught that and it's not like necessarily it is explicit sometimes but it's also very implicit and that women are told that they need to learn how to cook and take care of people and mm-hmm. and clean and and become mothers and always let your career take a back seat to being a mother and a wife and it's just like okay but like what if you don't want that what if i just don't fucking want that well i mean it, and I think it's really funny because because I read so many Regency stuff and because you are the more modern, I'm the more Regency novel 
you know, lover. Especially now I'm reading a Lucy Monroe, who is, it's a Lucy Monroe <laughs> Regency. I love you, Lucy. We love you. Um, um, and, and the heroine in that book is very much like she's on like big time on the Mary Wollstonecraft, uh, was it Wilsoncroft or Wilsonstone? The the blue, you know, like the blue stocking, you know, women can do what they want, that sort of thing. Like, um, like that plays a huge part in this book. And it's it's interesting because like I am very much we're we're very you know, we're very opposite because mm-hmm. I'm the one who was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this and this and this, and I never ended up doing I never ended up getting married, never have and having kids, and I'm completely fine with that. But it's just, we're polar opposites. And the fact that I like Regencies where they tell you, like, this is what you're supposed to fucking do. And, like, <laughs> you're supposed to be, like, subservient to your husband. I'm like, I love it. Um, it's very interesting. It's it's super interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, and I can't eat it up at the same time. Like, I, it, it in my heart, it just, it, it pulls at me going, no, this is not normal. This is not normal. Like you, you need to to rail against this. It's one of the things I really loved about um, suddenly you, yes, because she was yes. so like she was what thirty or something. Like it was her thirtieth birthday. She was essentially yeah. buying herself a hooker so that she wouldn't be a virgin well, anymore. Like <laughs> in this in this book too, she's twenty four. She's a spinster. I thought she was twenty. She, no, no, no. In this book that I'm reading, this Lucy oh, Monroe okay. book, she's like, she's like, she's a spinster at 24, but she's right. like, she's all about like women's liberation. Yes. And I'm like, yes, fucking yes. Yes. Like it's, it, it's just, I love that it's for a non-traditional heroine. Like it's not, it's so underrepresented to have a, a, a heroine who is not focused on like her love life. Right. You know, well, it's just, we're also in a, in a situation that other countries are not like are we're in a, we have the opportunity and we have the ability to say, right. I don't want to get married like me. I mean, right. no one's going to look at me differently because I'm not married and have kids. They're like, they whatever. might, but fuck them. Who cares? Right. They're like this. The weirdo has all the cats. Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. She's fine. wearing a baller wig. Right, and um, I have a cute ass fucking dog. Yeah, um, you do. Right, you do. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that's just it's, it, it's socially acceptable. You're not going to be stoned to death because you don't have a because you're not right. Married and I'm not going to be like, but who knows where some of these other countries still think like it's weird that somebody's not married and have kids. Right, which is very sexist in and of itself because people don't look at men like that. Well, fucking George Clooney didn't get married until he was like 50 or whatever. I mean, to an amazing woman. Right. 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 So anyway, that's my top on is a non-traditional heroine who uh, checks a lot of like minority boxes, you know, like we've got. In fact, at one point in the she's bisexual, which she talks about like in an interview that she's giving in the book. But at one point um, she's just like looking for someone to fool around with. And she like, calls one of her like lady Mm -hmm. friends. Yup. And I Boom. was like, yes, Sabina, get it. Get it. Fucking get it. Get, get it, it, girl. Your puss. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. Gianna was so cute when we did that interview. She was like, is it okay if I swear? And we were like, are you really? Yeah. Have you, have you met us? Fuck yeah. 
We've been trying to tone it down for you. Yeah. Um, just trying to not make an ass out of ourselves. Uh, all right, girl, what is your top one? So at one point, <laughs> um, Gianna in her novel writes about Sabina falling in love with Tristan as mm-hmm. like um, the s- seven stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh so hard. But it was like, yeah, sometimes it is. It is the seven stages of fucking grief. Like um, you've got denial and um, oh, my God, my brain. I'm trying to go through because she actually said anger. when we were talking with her anger, um, bargaining, um, depression. I'm to, depression. Oh, and she said her. What was it about her friends? Oh, Oh, she said that she had, you'll hear it a little bit later, um, but she said that at one point one of her friends was going through a breakup and like somehow each of her friends got assigned like a stage of grief Mm -hmm. and Gianna was assigned depression. I was like, oh, but it it comes out acceptance is the last one. And so Mm -hmm. I thought that was like, actually, you know what? Like for somebody like Sabina, Mm-hmm. Yes, it's gonna be like, yes, you're gonna you're gonna have bargaining. You're like, okay, so I like this guy. What do, what do I do with this? Like, do yeah, this is okay. nothing like what I was expecting my life to be. Right, like, okay, so if I kind of do this, can you know what can I give up to, to to like him? Like, so you've got that. I mean, it makes complete sense. You have the depression where you're like, my God, I'm falling in love with this person. Mm-hmm. Great. This is not what I wanted my life to be. Right. I mean, we've all been there. I think we've all been to that place where we love someone, even though we're not super happy that we love them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you finally get to that acceptance where you're like, "Fuck it. Yeah. Cool. I love them. I, I yeah. fucking love it. This, this is my life, and I'm super happy with it." Yeah. Um. So I really enjoyed how she kind of set that up. Yeah, I think that that was a really. I totally agree with you. That was such like a. Uh, an interesting and unique way mm-hmm. of showing how Sabina was like moving through her feelings and like working yeah. through the way that she felt. Because you get so many other novels that you you can you tangentially get it, like you can see like how they relate to the other person, but this actually puts a stopper in and says, "This is this stage. This is this stage," mm-hmm. and it's like. Yeah. And so you as the reader can relate to that being like, yeah, yeah, okay, now I okay, now I get this. I've been there. I mean I have to say that the other one isn't, like the other aspect isn't, but this one is very much like here's here's this, here's this, here's this category, here's this category, here's mm-hmm. this category. Yeah. So agree. I like that a lot. Yeah. So we get to the meat. Meat. I think you and I are on the same meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're sharing the same meat <laughs> more tea. Uh, uh-huh. some tea spill that tea um right. so who wants to who, who wants to to verbalize it i can talk about it so um the thing that that I wish for this novel is that it just had better editing mm-hmm. because I think that like when it came down to it, the things that bothered me about it, an editor should have caught, mm-hmm. I think, um, like, um, 
I'm trying to like think of an example that is demonstrative and like, for example, having like one of her friends is a preschool teacher, but also owns a bakery. And I'm not saying that you can't do both of those things. I'm just saying that that's like excruciatingly difficult. Right. I mean, when you're, so any kind of teacher here, especially in the end, and we learn and you will learn is that it's, it's not in the United States. It's, it's made up. Like she didn't, it's not like rooted anywhere in particular. It's just a made up area that she came up with, but which is fine. If you're, if your frame of reference is the United States, Anybody who's in the classroom has usually aids, and as much work as the teacher themselves has. Aids meaning aids, helpers. Yeah, aids exactly. So the aids do as much work as the actual teacher does. They do a lot of work. Even for preschool, it's amazing. Like preschool, you still have to have lesson plans. Yeah, and you of still course. have to have like the growth comparison and the growth development plans. So it's. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. It's not just, teachers don't just work from like nine to three or like however, whenever your kid goes to school, like they're working earlier than that and later than that. Right. Consistently. to have a bakery on top of that is really tough. How would you get there? Like you'd have to get there. I mean, I guess you could start, I mean, well, bakeries for the most part. I mean, a lot of times bakers start at four in the morning or whatever, but like this person would have no life. Right. So it's tough. Like, yeah, it's something that sort of plays into the fact that like that friend, Andy is that friend. So Andy wants a baby like now Mm -hmm. and her husband, they've like recently gotten married. That's the wedding that's happening at the beginning of the book. And her husband is like, how in the actual fuck would we have time? Right. Because he's a producer. Yeah. So, like, he has no time. Because I don't think people realize what a producer does. But producers, especially, is it's a movie producer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So movie producers, like, they're the ones who bring the money in. They they bring the money. They bring the money. They make sure the director's set. They, make, they are the ones who are pulling the strings for everything. I've been a producer before. It's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of work. Not for a, not for a movie, but, you know. It's a, it's lot, a lot of work. work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So, like, just little things like that that, like, I guess pulled me out. Yeah. You know, where, like, I feel I looked at that and I was kind of like, I don't see that being a realistic combination of jobs for someone. Like, with Sabina working as an editor and also modeling, I could kind of get because, like, that's a side gig that you can do, like, in your... Tyra Banks-esque... Yes, exactly. Like Tyra Banks modeling for Victoria's Secret, but also having a show or, you know, like I that to me, that's like more of a believable combination of careers because they tie together. Right. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it would be like it would just be really fucking difficult. It's tough. Well, even Tristan with everything and then being a dad is tough. Yeah. So, I mean, um how he hid the kid from her for that long was like, I was like, how, how did you do that? Right. So it was just things that like, I mean, honestly, like it's just things that I think somebody would have been like, we need to tighten this up. Yeah. 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 I do think 
and I'll, I'll get back into this a little bit when I do my bottom bun, but I think that Gianna's pretty young still. I mean, she's oh very, my gosh, like, yes. she's in college. So, like, I think that she has a lot of potential as a writer. Like, there are mm-hmm. some beautiful moments in this book. Yeah. And some beautifully written moments. Um, I just, like, I almost felt like it was a... I don't know who the editor was, but I almost felt like did her a disservice a little bit. Well, and we and she told us that she does have Wattpads uh, mm-hmm. stories yeah. for the other characters, and I told her to please send those to us, and we will we will post them because I think it would be interesting to kind of want to know the the Andy recent yeah, or Ryzen story Ryzen, and the yeah. MG the MJ was it MJ. MJ and, and Adrian. Adrian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to know those two going into, because I think we felt like we almost had a little bit of a disservice because we didn't know those other yeah, couples. Yeah, that's true. Because they play such a huge part in this book. And I was they like, do. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. But, and that's, that's fine. But I mean, I think if, she, and, and I get where um, Gian was coming from, is that this is the one that they published. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, totally get it. Yeah. But at the same time, like it, I think to be more invested, it would have been better to have those other two couples. That's why I like reading books in series. I know. Like in order, in series order, you know, like because then you have all the information. Like at the beginning, you and I were like, who the fuck are all of these people? I know. Because it it was like, I kept texting you going, who the fuck is this guy? Who Who is this guy? Who is Trey? Like, I mean, and, but I think like if we would have read the first two, we would have known, you know, like it wouldn't have been as confusing to right. jump in there and then we would have known who those people were. But again, right. like if you've got a good editor, then that person would have been like, if this, if someone's reading this as a standalone, you need to re-explain who those people are. You need to introduce them. Yeah. 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 So I think both of us, that's, that is a combined con. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's our combined, combined, combined meat. con. <laughs> combined meat. Combined meat. I had bacon tonight. Bacon it was stuck. delicious. Oh, I had a tuna melt today. It was fucking fan, fucking fantastic. What Anyhow. kind of cheese did you put on it? American. Really? Okay. Try provolone. So, Have you ever tried provolone on a tuna? No, melt? but like so, so one, good. So where where I get them from puts American and they put Swiss, and I was like, I'm not a big fan of Swiss. So oh, really? Like, can okay. you take the Swiss off and can you just leave the American? Thank you. I was like, can I have? Because I went to lunch with my mom, and she's like, can so I have cute. just the Swiss and not American? I was like, you can do that. Yeah, it was so good. Try provolone. Oh, my God. So good. Because it's not, like, as harsh as Swiss. Right. It's kind of, it's mild. Delicious. So, I also have a lot, I'm so glad that we've gone into this. Um, Yeah. So, I have a lot of shredded cheese. So, here's the two things. So, I've I've been told, do shred your own cheese. Like, if if you have a recipe that calls for shredded cheese, shred it yourself, because otherwise it's gritty, which I do now. I mean, I do because I'm uh, I'm that person. However, when it comes to making little like Parmesan crisps or cheddar crisps, I just use the right, you know, like the shredded. So fucking good. Anyhow, I hey. actually shred my own Parmesan, but that's the only one that I'll do. Oh, I mean, cheddar. Mm, yep. It, it does. It does taste different. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It <clears throat> does. There is a gritty like extra salty taste when you have that like the um the stuff that comes already shredded 
I'm a prissy bitch. Anyhow, give me always your... hungry when we do this. Um, oh my god, right? Can I just get it? hungry because we're talking about sandwiches and shit. I know. I had pizza for dinner. That, oh god, it was, it was Target so pizza. Target pizza. Target has pizza. My Target doesn't have fucking pizza. Gathering something good and oh, gathering. gathering good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got so their, like, like frozen pizza. Yeah, I got their good uh, goat cheese and spinach. It was I was <sighs> I doctored up with my shredded parmesan, <laughs> and it was delicious. It was prissy good. bitch. I am a prissy bitch. I am gonna have to look. I have to go to Target tomorrow. All right, fine. I'll look for it. Um, we had uh, breakfast burritos. They were oh delicious. fuck yes, so good. We put tomatoes I'm have on that them. Tomorrow. We're out of spinach, but that's okay. It's fine. So fine. Did you have bacon on them? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Hello, wicked stupid ass. <laughs> the hell? Is it is it really a breakfast burrito if there's no fucking bacon on it? Mmm, bacon. I mean, mmm, bop. <laughs> Such a weird song. Oh, I Hansen. can't believe that it's not pop masturbation. Anywho, is it? <laughs> Maybe. I've never thought about that, but now I'm going to think about it. So, if you guys ever have a, a, a kink in your in your sprinkler and you want to um, read a funny book, John Stewart has. Um, oh God, it's called Letters to Naked People. I think it's what it's called. I'm going to look it up really quick. My God, um, he is so funny. Yeah. Um, oh God. Um, how is he getting more attractive with age? He's amazing. Um, um, but he has one where it's just um, letters to naked people. Naked naked pictures of famous people. That's what it's called. And it is just a um, book of letters that, quote unquote, I mean, using air quotes, letters to famous, to famous people. And one of his, like, back and forth from the Hanson brothers to the oh God. it's hysterical i would recommend 100 percent. it's very funny i used to have it i think i gave it away but it's super funny god he's um, hysterical yeah yeah john stewart throw a leg over it forever oh my god for so many years okay i love it <laughs> i can't do that my husband can really well and we have another friend who can do it really well. Did it during Twilight? Yep. <laughs> We've talked about that on this We before. have. I totally forgot about that. Yep. <clears throat> Which um, Colin was it? Was it? Carlisle. It was Carlisle. Yep. 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 The dad. Oh, yep. my God. Um, <clears throat> bottom buns? Oh, did you? Okay. You went. No, I didn't. You went. No, we were just talking about editing. Yeah, so why don't you go? Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I can go. Um, I kind of already started on this, but um, I was surprised by some of, like, the truly poignant moments Mm -hmm. um, from, like, an emotional standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some very funny moments also. but there were there were some really beautiful moments that I will just go ahead and like demonstrate via quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, Sabina is talking with 
her friends, MJ and Andy. And um, it says, Sabina scrunches her nose. We were just cuddling on his couch, watching something on TV. That's ordinary, MJ comments, blinking. I think it's cute, Andy says, clapping her hands together. Her face is bright and glowing like she's witnessing a true love story. Sabina grimaces. Yuck. It's an ordinary thing to be on his couch and to cuddle, like it's routine. And he just said it because he was feeling that extraordinary feeling at that ordinary moment. Which is like... I just liked that, you know, like mm-hmm. we we're always so focused in our lives on like extraordinary moments or like really um, the build up. Yeah, like the build up or like a highly cultivated moment in our lives. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the ordinary moments that are so like extraordinary. Yes. I mean, and, and isn't that in my opinion, that's part of what has made my life happier is like the extraordinary things that I've found in ordinary moments. Well, it's like they said, it's the little things. Yes, it is the little thing. I I think that that's poignant. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know I don't want to like harp on how young Gianna is, but like that's a poignant thing for someone as young as she is, as young as she is to, to, be putting into their novels. Um, there's also um, a description at one point about um, Sabina is, is there's like a time lapse of uh, Sabina and Tristan and Brandon, like all kind of finding like a groove together. And um, there's this discussion or an internal monologue of Sabina's about um about parenting and i put a note in there that says um that literally said uh this is a this is a very accurate description of parenting (laughs) loving brandon goes like this it feels like an acid reflux sabina's chest burns and it's Mm. difficult to swallow it's the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. Like her socks don't match. Like she just walked through rain in her clothes and they're sticking to her body. Like she needs to pee after knocking back too many drinks and the line is too long and her legs are crossed in desperation. But it also goes like this. A burst of energy in the day, just enough for her to dream at night. Driving with the windows rolled down, hearing a new song on the radio and liking it, or hearing a new song on the radio and hating it. There are <clears throat> the very few seconds on the roller coaster as it climbs up the hill and building up the strength to scream. That's pretty profound for someone as young as she is with no experience. I mean, it'd be like me trying to write about childbirth and carrying a child. It's a lot of like, I guess everyone's experience with parenting is different, but like the way that she talked about roller coasters, like, I talk about that all the fucking time about how being a parent is a fucking roller coaster because seriously one minute you can be like, why did I do this with my life? Like Mm -hmm. my kid is being an asshole and I am going to be doing this for the rest of my fucking life. I mean, hopefully one day like they'll move out, but this is my life now. Right. And then the next minute you're like, please never move out. I love you so much. You know, like this is, I'm so glad I did this and you're, a major part yes you're you're the reason i do so many of the things that i do 
Um, but it's that roller coaster that <laughs> it's just so draining. <laughs> but like, no, it's I get also, it. It's like a really, it, it is a beautiful thing, even though, of course, there are moments where I'm like, this is the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. And I, I can't believe this is what I'm going to just do for the rest of my life. And, and like, here comes Gianna just like writing this thing Jesus, that I was right? like, I read it and I was you like, put it and oh, she my put it into fucking, fucking words. God, man. I was like, oh, you're killing me, girl. Like, I, I have to go about my day after reading this, you know? <laughs> Um, and she put it into words as a 20 year old that yes know. like i was just shocked i was truly shocked um and then there was i won't read like the the quote but there's just this um well i guess i will so there's this moment where the two of them sabina and tristan are it's a tense moment between the two of them mm-hmm. and she can't look at him because she's afraid that she's going to like break down or she won't be able to keep talking to him and she knows she needs to talk to him about this thing. Um so uh he's like okay just like don't you don't have to look at me. Go ahead and look away, but can you um He says, "Okay." Tristan turns her around gently. With her back to him, she opens her eyes slowly, registering the light until she sees that Tristan's offered his hands to her, stretching them out behind her. It's my turn to talk. So can you, he starts taking a deep, steadying breath. Can you just listen and touch my fingers if you still love me after everything I say? And so he talks and after every thing that he's done saying, she move she holds a different finger on his hand so she will hold like his thumbs after he says the first thing and then she holds his index fingers and it's just like this really beautiful that this happens a couple times where like they're having trouble communicating but like being able to touch someone that you're having an argument mm-hmm. with can sometimes like help diffuse the situation mm-hmm. and also make you feel better. Like as a person who like, if you feel like you're upsetting your partner, knowing that that person still loves you is like a way to um, further the discussion without like, ca- like stalling it out or like causing a bigger eruption it can be right. more productive that way because then you feel right. more connected to that person and you're like, it's okay that I'm going to say this thing. Well, I think it's, I mean, going back to boyfriend material and what you brought up in boyfriend material is when Luke is having those issues mm-hmm. and he's in the bathroom and he says, and he I shuts need, the door. I, he says like, I need to do this to be able to recreate what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And in that same thing, he's like, I'm going to be here. Just know that like, I'm still with you, but this is where I need to be. And like, I think you brought up in that conversation is that like you had had a conversation with your husband where you're mm-hmm. like, I can't look at you right now, but I'm going to tell you what's happening. Yeah. And, um, you got through it that way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I just, I totally got like on a very deep level mm-hmm. what she was going through in that moment because she yeah. says to him, like, I can't look at you when I say this, but I know I need to say it. And it reminded me of that scene in Boyfriend Material where he was just, like, 
can I just go sit in your bathroom? Like, it would just make me feel so much better if I could just be in your bathroom and I could just not. I just can't look at you right now, but I know I need to talk to you about this. Right. Anyway, that's my bottom bun. What is your bottom bun, dear? So my bottom bun is the whole transgender issue and the whole bisexual issue. Mm -hmm. Not issue. I want to say that. But like, so... But the topic comes up. The topic. And again, now knowing where Gianna comes from and being a very Catholic country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for her to put this and be very outspoken about this piece is um, a very inspiring to me. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give you a little heads up. So um, she is... Um, partnering with her magazine is partnering with women for women right is that what's happening yeah something like that i think it's called women for women yeah and there's transgender women who are modeling for um for this shoot and she's interviewing with this i i can't remember what exactly it is i would assume another outlet public Mm -hmm. publicity outlet Mm -hmm. and they're kind of bringing up like so you got these transgender women like Mm -hmm. what's the deal and as she says, and transgender women are women. There's no issue anywhere, Billy. Uh, she laughs out of fucking ridiculousness. Please do anticipate. I mean, she's trying to bring it away from the transgender because she's thinking along the lines of like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, uh-huh. they're women. It doesn't right. matter what they are born as. They're women now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that comes back to bite her in the end. I mean. In a bad way. I mean, obviously bite her, meaning like it comes back full force at her later. Um, But she says, she goes, Tristan scrambles to the driver's seat. Sabina pulls on her seatbelt with much more force than necessary, mumbling, stupid fucking males. The transphobia reeked. Jesus Christ. And it was, I mean, you can feel it. Like just Mm -hmm. the fact that it was like, it doesn't. As long as they looked good in the fucking outfits. This is where she was at. Like she's like, it right. doesn't matter. As long as they looked good and and she actually says that at one point. She's like, That's what modeling is. You look good in 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 what you're modeling. It doesn't matter what genitalia you have down below or above. What doesn't matter? It doesn't as long as it matter. looks good. I think good. at one point she says like trans women are women. She does. That's what I just read. Yeah. Oh, like okay. she's like trans trans women are women. And and her being bisexual is Mm -hmm. and that was the other thing is like she kept getting um grief because of that too because she came out as being bisexual it was Mm -hmm. like um which you don't i i think i texted you i was like oh my god she's bisexual i love it yeah i mean in our current you were like sabina just gained some points in my book she did i mean me in our current state of the united states and and i'm gonna be completely honest with the listener is that like i don't know where i'm at right now I mean, I'm gonna not lie. Is that true? So TikTok has what? They're has trying really me, hard. Has made me really decide whether or not like um, I like Sebastian Stan, but I also like you know some gorgeous lesbian who's gonna make me bread. Um, I mean, so it's we talked about it before. Sexuality is fluid. Gender is fluid. It's whatever. Um, so to see that in print and being like out and proud is mm-hmm. very um, refreshing. Agreed. Totally agreed. I think I just came out on the podcast. <laughs> I am honored. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I haven't, but I mean, 
Flash me those digits. (laughs) 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 Oh, anyhow. So, yeah, that was my other plus. It was like how uh, pro-transgender, LGBTQ, and plus it's fucking Pride Month. Yeah. Come on, guys. Right. It was just like, which is not something we planned on. Like, it just was, that was happy timing. added bonus. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Coolio. Do you want to do um, 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 eggplants and hearts? Yeah. All right, let's do it. You go first. All right, so eggplants. I'm going to say two and a half. That's what I said, actually. Yeah. Because there's like, there's talk, but there's no... Yeah, there's, and I get it. I totally get it now. Yeah, Um, it's fade to black. Lots of fade to black, but there's Mm -hmm. also lots of sex. Like it's just that it doesn't go into detail. Yeah, like I mean, you can get it elsewhere, but now speaking with Gianna and knowing her background, I Mm -hmm. get it. Yeah, totally. Um, And even that, like when I was reading it, I was like, well, she's also young, so like maybe she's not. I mean, I didn't care, but like every novel is different. With like writing about like fucking in out in out yeah right but also after talking with her today like i totally understand why that would be something she was not comfortable doing all right hearts i'm gonna say three um okay so uh, i'm gonna say two because uh, this is hard like so in the past we've kind of talked about love languages a little bit but like which we cut out because we are going to We did because we were like, this is re- a really long episode. Um, but Sabina, like, shows up for Tristan when he needs it. Yes. Like, really yeah. shows up for him. Um, Her gifts are um, actions. Yes. Which is, like, it's such a beautiful thing that he doesn't even know how to, like, begin to thank her for which which I think you do need to have you we talked about love languages you've missed it but um <laughs> you have to have parallel you have to have complementing love languages like mm-hmm. cuz his is definitely he wants to receive gifts like he's good sort of kind with that but I think more he'd rather do I think his love languages that he'd receive was actually verbal yeah I think he re- Affirmation is more his mm-hmm. love language. And hers would be, what would you think hers would be? Like what she'd want to receive. She gives. Yeah, she get like she shows by action. But she would, I think she would receive action too. I think she would too. Yeah. Which he does. I mean, it's not like he doesn't. I don't, I don't think, I think she. In the place he is, I don't think he does enough. Probably not, but how could he? With a child, right, exactly. I mean, he's got, like, a seven-year-old kid whose dad died. Right. Who's both of his parents died. He's a fucking orphan, and, like, he's just trying to do his best, you know? Right. And that kid should 1,000% be his top priority. Oh, agreed. I would judge him if he weren't. Uh, No, I totally agree, but I'm saying, like, that's where I think normally that's where his, his love language would be. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, it's fine. Um, it's just that the the romantic gestures are not, like, overt. But in some ways, that's, like... To me, there's always, like, the, the question of, like, 
do you want the realistic version or do you want like the fantastical version? And I think that this book gives you the realistic version of what's going on. And in many cases, like when you're talking about, they're not together for like an exceedingly long time. Like it's Mm -hmm. like a year or so. Like I, it's not super clear on that, but like they do the fuck buddy thing and then they stop and then they're like together for Mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you're like in a long-term relationship, the way that you start to show each other that you love each other is just different. Right. Most couples do not maintain that like beginning over the top thing that goes away. Yeah. And you got to fucking hope there's something left. I wonder if there's like studies done to which like, I'm sure there are like where you start and when you end with love languages. I'm sure it's something different. Like, I'm sure that that changed. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But I do think, like, she's trying to show him, like, I love you and I care about you. And he is trying to show her, I love you and I care about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's just not necessarily, like, on the same wavelength. And it's not necessarily, like, an over-the-top. There's no, like... Like, so for Andy and Reese, they're getting married. And he is, he has shit tons of money. And so he just like throws this ridiculously over the top wedding. You know, right. like, I don't know. It's just well, different. It's not like, the same, like the way that they show each other love. Because also she is. Well, I think you and I talked about before is like when he says, I love you, it's kind of like glossed over. It is. And it's a bigger thing when she says, I love you the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I think that's part of it is that um, it's not so much that it's, it's because, again, we're getting it from her perspective. Mm-hmm. She kind of already knows that he loves her. Like, she's, yeah. I hate to say it, but she's arrogant enough that she knows. Mm-hmm. But it's a big thing when she says she loves him for the yep. first time. It really so, is. And it's in an yeah. extraordinarily tense moment. Yeah. Um, so now we are going to, we've been referencing it, but um, we're going to go go ahead and play the interview that we have previously recorded with Gianna. Right? Do you want to tell us about her? Yeah. So Gianna Siebel, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit what we got from Cherry. And so we talk a little bit about her background through uh, this episode, mm-hmm. but this is just like what has been... Um, what you would see in an author's write-up. So, uh, the author in the story, uh, my romance with writing started with reading full-length novels cover to cover in less than a day. And she told us that too. Maybe two, no stuck in a book during lunchtime and on the bus ride home. And then I found myself thinking of characters I've never met before, stories I've never read but wanted to read, so I wrote them myself. Sabina was originally a side character, again, which she told us. She was never supposed to have a story, but so I thank my readers for asking me to give her one. She deserves it. She deserves a love I had for her, and I'm happy to have given her life and movement and thought, and of course, Tristan and Brandon. The Blueberry Boys was a title and a story as a whole I struggled with. 
I wanted the story to be more than just an office romance, more than just the fuck buddies turned lovers trope. I wanted Sabina to be happy and readers feel her happiness and then have that taken away from her. I wanted Tristan to be the perfect balance she needed, but also to be humanely selfish and greedy with love. I wanted the story to talk about what love means and what that love means if you can't love yourself. The title came after I thought about the plot. It was representative of the life and the people Sabina loved, but not wanted. So... So please enjoy. She's delightful. She we really hope is. she's so sweet. She's so sweet. So um, we hope you enjoy, and we will see you on the other side. The flippy flip. The flippy flip two and two bitches. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead and can we go ahead and get into the book? Yeah. Sure. I'm okay. Proud of that. Um, so one question that I had, because I felt like there, it could have been New York state, but it also could have been like Italy. So I was just wondering where you placed it. Yeah. Um, actually it's set in a fictional city. Um, it's oh, called okay. Bend, and like even Malta was a fictional name. I just put in for Tristan's hometown. It has no relation whatsoever to the island Malta. Um, I did this because I wasn't familiar with the states and the cities in the U.S. as I live in the Philippines. Um, And I didn't want to like mess up the locations and all without experiencing it firsthand. So Mm -hmm. I just made everything up. Uh, And the same goes to the rest of my books. So yeah, there's no set place for it. That's fine. Because I knew you were in the Philippines. And so I I just like assumed, I was like, this is definitely not in the United States. I just like, I was just like, oh, yeah, his parents live in Malta or his his grandparents live in Malta. Like, obviously. (laughs) And they must be in Rome. Like you and I were both Googling. I was like, but wait, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I'm like, you know, we should just ask her. That'll probably be the Instead of us conjecture, we should probably just ask her. Right. Just ask her. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Okay, um, Ray, also jump in. I'm just like going down the list. No, you go for it. You go for it. Um, So I want to talk about Sabina because to me, she was like, um, she's such a non-traditional heroine. And I actually kind of like that she doesn't want to get married. I kind of like that she doesn't want kids. I like that, um, that it normalizes something that is not quote normal, um, like among women these days and among heroines in books I think that I really liked that and so I was wondering if um like even I when I was reading it felt like the societal pressure to like make her change her mind to make her decide that it was okay to make her just agree to be a stepmom and I feel like she felt that pressure and I was wondering if you felt the pressure to make her be okay with it yeah um in going with that angle for Sabina's character, actually, the book itself is very hard to conceptualize and outline for me. Uh, even the premise, I was coming up blank. So like every single detail I had to think about was done while I was in the shower, I was getting in bed, I was washing the dishes. It was really, really difficult. Um, so when I got to the premise, like the basic foundations of what the story will be about, I went, in that, I went into that angle with Sabina's character because... Um, not only did I see it fitting for her, like this woman does not want to get married. This woman does not want to be a mother. I thought it's not like what you said, Veronica, it's not something that you normally see in female characters, in my case, at least. Uh, I haven't read a female protagonist as convicted as her when it comes to her non-belief in marriage and no desire at all to be a mom. 
um, I also wanted to go against what the thought, uh, as he said, to us women, you know, when you're old enough and you have a career, you're established in your career, people will be asking, okay, so when's the wedding or when's the baby coming? <laughs> and right. I, wanted to, I wanted Sabina to be the woman who can answer them with never. And mm-hmm. yeah, as for the pressure, it, I really, really felt that um, as the, the author, um, even just writing this book was very risky for me, even writing Sabina was risky for me because I thought, but I thought that it needed to be written. She needed to be written for all the girls and the women out there. Can and I... for her to give, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. No, 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 you keep talking, keep talking. I have a question for you. Keep going. Okay, so yeah, for her to cave on either front, yes to both, like um, for marriage and for being a mom. But then I'd always go back to the line, you'll change your mind when you meet the right person. She has, she believes she has, that she met Tristan, the right person for her. But those decisions, that's not a decision that you make on a whim. Like, um, it's not deciding what you want to wear, what you want to wear for work in the morning or what you want for lunch. Um, it's part of who you are and it's part of who she is. And I knew that if she caved on either front, she would be miserable. She would not be happy. Um, but this doesn't go for every other woman or person who changed their mind after meeting their soulmates. Um, it's just with Sabina, I knew she would be miserable for the rest of her life, even with Justin and Brandon loving her. So I thought, no, she she was not going to cave either way. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Like, cause um, here in the States, it's something completely different. Like if, if I were to say, I, I am not married and I do not have kids and it's mm-hmm. not something that's looked at as unusual. So is that a cultural thing? Yes. Because okay. uh, you said it was very something that was against, you know, normal, yeah. the norms. So could you talk about it, that a little bit? Yeah, I think it's a cultural thing here in the Philippines. Um, it wasn't what's taught to us because, you know, we're Catholic and uh, it's, we're, nor- we're majority Catholic and we, you know, we were taught that women um family caretakers uh, we're supposed to have a family by this age and if you're not married or you don't have a kid by this time then what are you doing Mm -hmm. yes so i think that's uh where it came from yeah um also raised catholic so i get it (laughs) (laughs) and there just me just me (laughs) just me um i used to i just i used to work at a catholic school and i am catholic yes so i totally understand completely Mm -hmm. get it We, we get it. <laughs> we understand. We it's one of the it. reasons that I like Sabina so much. You know, it's mm-hmm. just um yeah. going like grade. Yeah, I liked having a heroine who was not like, when do I get to get married and like pop out babies? You know, because there's <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if that's what you yeah. want to do, that's great. But if you don't, then you shouldn't. Please, yeah. in fact, please yeah. do not do please. it because yeah. you'll be miserable, exactly. and so will your your children will also be miserable. Mm-hmm. Um. You want to go next? Um, yeah, I was going to ask about Sabina's name. Did you read about like Sabina's name origins or her supposed name origins? I don't know like how accurate that ever is, but. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just really liked the name and I thought it sounded like, uh, it sounded good with the last name Kyle. So I just went with mm-hmm. it. There were no other options. And I really just think <laughs> it was it was fitting for her characters. And like, yeah, why not? Let's go with it. <laughs> I liked it. I just, I like Googled it because I, again, like I didn't know, I knew she wasn't white. And so I was trying to like figure out if it came from like a particular region of the world, or I was just trying to like place 
what she looked yeah. like or, or anything like that. Gianna, I'm such a nerd that I kept in my head thinking Selena Kyle, which is Catwoman's name, because I'm yes. a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was read actually that, you know, it would sound, it does sound similar, but I, I couldn't let go of the name. You know, uh, it, it works. What yeah. <laughs> I think it works. I like it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's really what I saw when I was imagining her. So I mean, yeah. come on. We all know that Catwoman wouldn't be married or have kids anyhow. Come on. We just know she's her own girl. It's, it's true. And you know what? She had like 20 cats and that was fine. <laughs> she, she did. She did. <laughs> um, I used to have like 20 cats. I lived on a farm for a long time. Um I have 20 weird cats tidbit now. about me. <laughs> you don't have 20. You have like four, three? I have three cats. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Um I'm not worried about it. Um no. so do you already you're almost finished with your next novel, but it's not related to this one. Do you have any plans on adding to this and making it a series or writing a sequel to this book? Um this was actually the last book in like a kind of a series. Like uh this like first we had MJ and AJ and it was already written. Like it was um, written in 2019 because Sabina was never supposed to have a story. So oh. MJ and AJ came first uh, in oh. 2019. And then I created her roommates, Andy and Sabina. So her character was already set. And oh. then after that, I wrote Andy and Raisan's book, which I completed in a year. Um, both of those are in Wattpad and they're free. And they're I was going to ask you where yeah. they were, where we could find them. Yeah. Okay. okay. So find them in Wattpad if you are, yes. you know. Okay. Yeah, you can search them up. And then my readers asked, when is Sabina's turn? And then I was like, never. She was never, <laughs> supposed, to, she was never supposed to have a story. And then, so I really thank my readers for asking me to give her one because she deserves it. She yeah. deserves the love I had for her, and I'm happy to have given her life and movement and thoughts, and of course, Tristan and Brandon. Um, that's why in the Blueberry Boys, MJ and Adrian already together, as well as Andy and Raisan, you know, the book starts with their wedding. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's the last in the series, but really, they're all sure. standalones. You can read them separately. Okay. Awesome. Gotcha. I like that. I'll have to go look it up. Um... <laughs> Oh, I think it's me. That, the yeah, the next one was yours, okay. right? So you talk about um, Tristan having a degree in executive protection. That, like, I love that, like things like degrees you've never heard of. Like, I th I've never heard of this before. So is there a particular program or like a certain like university you looked at? You're like, I think this sounds cool because he says he has a degree in it. And I actually had to look it up. I was like, never heard about this. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. That's awesome. Um, he was her bodyguard, so he needed some sort of credentials for that. So I had researched on that degree um, and how he got it. But I, no, I researched on the degree, but I really wasn't able to flesh out like how he got it, like which university. Mm -hmm. um, I just think what's important was that he was able to do his job as that, plus yeah. Sabina's secretaries, which is why she really needed him when he resigned. So yeah. I just needed something, you know, for him to certify, oh, I can be a bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I mean, I looked at him and was like, I was like, this is kind of awesome. I'm, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just, you know, start looking into an executive protection yep. career. <laughs> maybe. Or looking to an assistant with an <laughs> executive protection degree. Something I mean, like that. Hello. Yes. <laughs> um. 
Oh, okay. Oh, I like this my questions. Part. Okay, this is where. Right. So I really enjoyed the seven steps of grief counseling that you used yeah. for Same. Sabrina. <laughs> she, oh, she came to her love of Tristan. Can you talk about that? Like, what was your, what made you choose that? And like, how did you like, um, how did you feel like you were going to utilize it? Yeah. Um, Savina was very adamant about not wanting a relationship beyond the physical side of it at the start of the book, but mm-hmm. Tristan did, and he was very clear about that when he came back to work for her. So um, she's used to getting what she wants, so trying that new thing, you know, committing to a relationship all in, which is something she didn't want, isn't a, de- isn't a decision she could make easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's scared, she's seen what love did to her friends, um, and she believes she doesn't need to depend her happiness on anyone. So I thought of using those five stages of grief for her to come into terms to her feelings for Tristan. Um, it came from my college friends and I actually, we had this online server and, and our nicknames were each of those five stages. I was assigned with depression. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because a friend was going through a breakup and we were convinced she was going through these five stages. So I thought, why not use it in the book? And it worked out well. And I think that was the longest chapter of, of the entire thing. It was about 10K words, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of works out that maybe the author is like the one who gets assigned depression. I feel like yeah. that might fit. Right. As someone who like uses writing to help like work through my own crap in my yeah. head, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to like say anything mean about you whatsoever. It's more of a derogatory comment about myself. Yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> Well, I think we all just use that kind of writing, depending on even like if it's a big writing, if you're writing a book or you're writing something small, you use that as, a, as an outlet. So it's mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so Sabina asked Tristan, what are three things he'd bring to an uninhabited island? He We don't get an answer, but yeah. what do you <laughs> think he'd say? Um, <laughs> I didn't give, I, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I would. We would know what one of them would be. <laughs> would think. I would hope. I didn't want Brandon. to give an answer because I I didn't want to think about this. I didn't want <laughs> to think about what an answer would be. Um, but uh, if I were to like have that inserted in dialogue, I would. I would think he would be practical and rational about it. So I think the answer: water supply, uh, an axe or a knife to protect himself, and his phone. <laughs> Um, but for me, I think it would be, it would be different. Uh, it would be my water supply, my phone, and then someone else, like an adult, because I would not know how to survive on my own. Like I would, I would be the first to die. Yeah. My friends and I talked about this. We, we talked about who would die first in the hundred days, and then they said it would be me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it would be me. <laughs> Why would it be you? <laughs> We really just agreed that I wouldn't know how to like start a fire or like catch my own food. Those things, yeah. Not I would die first. I I, I came to peace with that. <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. I think that's like a legitimate I mean, I don't know. Ray, would you die or me first? I don't know. Probably me. Less than an island. No, no. Okay, so, okay. Let's 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 step back. Hold on. So, right. 
Okay, this question usually is asked where it's like, you're going to a desert island and you're going to take three things that you want to like be with you for for eternity or until as long as you're in the island. Like, what are the things that you would like? Until you okay. starve to death. Like, <laughs> okay, for me, it would be a copy of... Okay, thanks. Okay, so it would be like a copy you. of Pride and Prejudice. Sure. It'd be, right? Yeah, Come okay, on. fine. <laughs> It would be like, I don't know, something along those lines. Like, um, I'm trying to think of an album that I like, something like those lines. Like, so let's all think. Kindle. But you don't have anything to plug it into. <laughs> okay. Can't you use a potato? Isn't that a thing? Isn't there like a. <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. Take a potato. That's your number two <laughs> is a potato. Weird things from TikTok. What if they grow on the island? <laughs> what island are you stuck on i don't know we just said a deserted island sure it guess better what? be in a nice guess area. what you can you can take you can take your kindle you can take a potato and what was your third thing <laughs> probably wine <laughs> better be more than a crate okay. <laughs> gianna now that we've if you can extrapolate from there what are the three things that you can't live without that you want to be on an island with three things i can't live without sorry i threw this into disarray didn't so I? hard to pick yeah this wasn't in the questions sorry <laughs> good job ray i know i'm the worst three things i can't live without i would probably say yeah, a book, something I would very, very much have to decide on, like which one. What do you and read then, all the time? To read over and over so and over again. I think that would be it. Percy Jackson. Yeah. So, <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am a nerd. I'm a Percy Jackson nerd. So yeah, yes. I think the entire series just to keep me occupied. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I think. And then I, I would guess like one album, like a BTS album, because I love them. They're my favorite artists. I like, and, I like. Yeah, what else? Would you take a person? Then yes, like your third thing person. would be a person. Yes, I need a person. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need someone to, to survive for us. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Is there a person you'd want to take? A specific person? Um, no, no, no. I guess it would be my sister. Yeah, just just her. You can say Sebastian Stand if it's Sebastian yeah, yeah, Stand. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's Sebastian Stand. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I feel like I should probably say my husband. <laughs> you, you can take like. a Sebastian Stand if you want to. <laughs> no, your husband's well, out very of the sweet. two of them. I love him. He is very sweet. Out of the two of them. Could he like figure out how to start a fire? Would he have a lighter on him? I think he doesn't smoke would. anymore. Okay. Sebastian probably would. He would probably also have a knife on him. Okay. Practical. Thinking about practical things. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Um, Where are we? Oh, all right. So what gave you this idea like of having like this uh, bodyguard and supermodel like romance? I mean, well, because you already had, you said you already had Sabina, like Sabina was a character, was Tristan, Tristan was not a character. So this is yeah. somebody that you added. So what prompted you to add this character? Um, yeah, with this question, like, how did you come up with this, this mm -hmm. 
No, but I was so scared this was going to come up in the questions because my honest answer is that I have no idea. Um, I just okay. knew that Sabina had to be working because um, it's set after Andy's and MJ's book. So they've already graduated university in there. And it was mentioned a couple of times that she modeled um, and did some photography. So I went with that. Um, yeah, so her character was kind of already set and her personality, I knew what I was going with. Um, but for Tristan, you're right, Ray. I, I had to create him like with no idea whatsoever. So he was one of the things that I really had a hard time conceptualizing. Um, like what was his personality or mm -hmm. what would he be doing, um, his name, those things like that. Um, I needed he I need I needed him to be someone that Sabina needed work wise so she could go out mm -hmm. of her mind when he resigns. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, it, it was a title and story as a whole that I struggled with. Um I wanted the story to be more than just an office romance, more than just the wait, can I swear? Yeah. yeah no, okay. go ahead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> We've been holding it in. Come on. <laughs> come on. For fuck's no, sake, come on. <laughs> Um, more than just a fuck buddy stand lovers show. So, oh, Gianna, yeah, we love you. Yeah, so yeah, that was the, the that was how I came up with with the the premise and the romance of it all. Um, I wanted Sabina to be happy and then have her and have that happiness taken away from her. And then I wanted the story to talk about what love meant and what that love meant if you can't love yourself. So yeah, those kinds of those kinds of things came from. Mm -hmm. Um, the premise. Gotcha. Um, also, we love the name Tristan. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Both of us, like we, we were talking about that not that long ago because we went on like a, we reviewed Mariana Zapata's most recent book, which is called All Roads Lead Here. Mm -hmm. And um, we both love Mariana Zapata. That's one of like the, Ray had recommended her to me like way back, way back when. And uh, we both, recently when doing the Rhodes book went down like a Mariana Zapata rabbit hole. And uh, one of her books that we really love is called Lingus named for exactly why you think. And um, it's uh, the lead character's Rob, name. Robbie Lingus. <laughs> his, his real name is Tristan. It's about a porn star. It, yeah. Robbie Lingus is his porn star name. Okay. Yeah. It's a so, wonderful but, book and it's actually yeah. not that dirty to be honest even though it's pretty dirty well but all right <laughs> never mind Anyhow, we, we, we also like dirty it's fine it's fine. um okay so um oh writing oh, process yeah you want to talk about me. that all right so um your writing process like what's it look like what do you where do you set up oh there's a cat coming up um where do you set up um like how does it look like some people like you know oh the the lake out front of my house and that kind of thing no, I don't have a lake. <laughs> I don't either, Gianna. I don't either. Don't worry about it. Yes. Um, actually, I just have my own room, which is great. Uh, mm -hmm. I have my own desk and my laptop where I am right now. So the, this is my sanctuary. Like, uh, this is where I get into it. Like, um, and I use pages, like, instead of, yeah, it's something that Mac has. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Up. <clears throat> We're both um, Mac girls, yeah. Before mm -hmm. because, but it crashes a lot and it doesn't work offline. So in pages, it's much more effective for me. Mm -hmm. So I usually write at night um, on my laptop here in my desk with no music um, because usually with no music because I don't like noise. Um, it distracts me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just me and my thoughts and my inner voices. 
So, I have to have coffee with me in the afternoon and then water at night. So, yeah, that's, that's the kind of setup that I have. Gianna, awesome. you're in school right now, correct? Or are yes, you done? I'm an incoming senior in college, yeah. What's your Excellent. major? I'm studying AD Communication, Bachelor of Arts in Communication. Cool. Nice. So, Good what do you, you like? Obviously, besides being an amazing author, what would you want to do? What do you What are you looking to do? Um, I'm specializing in advertising and public relations. So, um, I'm actually interning for a public relations agency this coming July. So, I'm going. I'm thinking of going to that direction, but also I've. I've delved into media work, like um, yeah. content, uh, writing mm -hmm. content, like for online magazines, publishing <laughs> company. Oh, we're publishing. doing that because Veronica. Because that's what I do. Yes. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> my my day job is content writing, copywriting for yes, a PR agency. I have done that twice for my past internships and I really enjoyed it, like going to events as part of media and like press and like the pitching mm -hmm. stories all day yeah those kinds of things uh i really want to get into that kind of work also awesome um but let's see uh after you graduate let's see <laughs> um <laughs> um oh 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 let's say oh like you wrote some okay we're we're just going back because we we have a google yeah. box so we're going back yeah we do so um all right. So, who are some of your literary influences? What? Uh, let's let's start with that question, and I'll ask my subsequent question afterwards. So, like, who are your? It doesn't have to be romance. Your literary influences. Um. This was tough because I read a lot when I was a kid. Like, I would ask my parents to buy me a full-length novel at the mall, and I'd finished it, and I'd finish it cover to cover before we got home. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, girl. Yeah, my mom used to joke that we'd go broke from my buying of these books. <laughs> and yeah, so it's really something that I I wanted to spend my money on, um, my parents' money on. So those <laughs> were um, Rick Riordan, Cassandra Clare, Susan Collins, you know, the classic YA era. Yeah, um, yeah. Susan read... Collins. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, and then I read... I forget how um, young you are. <laughs> Every so often I'm like... Susan, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I forget that you're so young. I love you. Anyhow, go on. <laughs> oh, we're old. I read Rebecca Fitzpatrick, Michelle Hodkin, Jamie McGuire. Um, I don't really remember from the countless novels that I've read, but yeah, those are the, the mm -hmm. most prominent that I remember. And then, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. It's a good list. It is a good list. <laughs> so, piggybacking on that, um, what was the book? that got you into romance like for me it was literally pride and prejudice so what what was for you the book that was like oh i like this um i haven't read pride and prejudice which is a crime i know <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's, okay. it's yeah, not a crime um, not a crime okay um yeah I'm, i am planning on reading it yeah <laughs> it's okay it's, it's okay. really okay we're not upset about it it's fine okay. no um but the book that got me into romance is kind of uh, i've mentioned it and it's kind of unusual because it's not romance i know it's adventure and it's about greek mythology and heroes but there's some romance in there yes there was some romance <laughs> in there but you know it's not the central it's not the central theme uh, of it all right so yeah um it was it is definitely a percy jackson series um 
it's there was this one book in like uh the mark of athena uh spoilers if for everyone who hasn't read it um it, i was just a sobbing mess because it was the end of it and like um annabeth was falling into hell and percy wasn't letting go of her she he didn't want to let go of her like no ma'am he wasn't going to let go of her and then he willingly falls into hell with her um just so they could stay together and then i couldn't sleep or eat for hours and days and i was just sobbing and i had to wait for i had to wait for like an entire year for the next book to come out if i remember correctly because it yes. ended that way it, it yes such, yes yeah. yeah it ended that way and it was such a cliffhanger and i was so crying rude. and just so yeah. rude rick riordan yes. oh <laughs> it was absolutely rude and yeah i think that's where i thought oh that, so that's what love is it was the most romantic shit that i read <laughs> i promised myself i would I never lower my standards you know i imagine a guy willingly falling into hell for you so, <laughs> right yes so you never watched actually... let's say you never watched supernatural that's what happens on that every freaking <laughs> season um, and Eccles. Um, yeah, actually, um, while we're on the topic, um, because that reminds me of a quote that I was going to bring up when you and I recorded anyway, so I might as well just bring it up now. Um, there's a moment where so, Tristan says something that we talk about on the show all the time, which is that the bar for men is on the fucking floor. So at one point, um, we do, we always we say do. Just every episode, pick at least, it, pick it up, pick, pick the it up. bar up off the floor. It's on the floor, guys. There's a moment where um, Sabina asked Tristan his views on abortion and he doesn't miss a beat. I mean, it's not an issue, um, but he says, glad I'm a decent human being and that you don't have to break up with me. Tristan scoffs, mm-hmm. starting the engine. The bar is so fucking low. Don't thank me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so hard because I was like, we talk about this all the time. The bar is on the floor. I mean, I don't know. We the, the uh, was last. No, it was two weeks ago. So we had an episode where I was excited when someone held the door for me. And I was like, the bar is on the floor, guys. Really? Yeah. So it's uh, not it's not good over here in the States. F1. <laughs> no, I know. It's the same in the Philippines. Like, the, <laughs> no. the standards are very, very fucking low. Like, just yeah. as a whole can like, let's just do better i mean guys the sad that it's like the bar is going to hell for me i mean it'd be like <laughs> way up here right you know you'd hope it'd be up here yes um you know that book was good oh those books are great did you get upset like i did when the movies didn't end up being good because the book yes i like um, the movies but like i no one but me liked the movies so no they really yes like they really screwed it up like <laughs> they did it was, um it was, a was older than they supposed to be and yes and logan lerman was for me like the perfect percy but aged up like yes the of olympus series i guess but for the 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 beginnings of the books it, they should have gotten kids you know I just, I just, they well, kids. the same thing they did the same thing with harry potter like they yes. <clears throat> although i mean they were but that same but you know if you don't think about like those don't go year to year to year to year to year. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love Percy Jackson. Yay. I'm so excited. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for, the, for the, the series that Rick is actually producing. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. I'm really waiting for that. 
it's gonna be good um uh is oh it's me again um so and and i didn't know this until i found your wattpad i found your wattpad a little bit i found your blueberry boys wattpad but i'm gonna ask you this anyhow it's fine um a lot of authors have soundtracks music that they listen to as they write do you have a playlist um you said it's, you said you don't listen to music yeah but yeah. is there something that influences you no i don't think there there's something that i listen to when i write um i have a playlist for each of my books like just so that it can add to the vibe and like the mood mm -hmm. and like bringing it to life um but for when i write no because again it usually just just distracts right. me um but the few times that i do like i'm just in the mood to hear something um it would be my favorite artists it would just be bts i would just be playing them <laughs> yeah. yeah i would just be streaming the music so yeah i'm just jamming and then writing at the same time yeah cool we love a good playlist with a book we say that all the time yes. every single time we see a playlist with a book we're like automatically puts it like a notch higher oh, for us yep. Spotify <laughs> yeah it's just it's just a fun step like for me exactly. when i plan it yeah. Well, because like even if you're like so if you put that one like it's a lot of, a lot of authors do that like on each chapter they put the song that goes mm -hmm. to the chapter i might listen to it 50 times before I get the end of the but it's still like i get the vibe of what's happening in that chapter yeah. i okay. totally get it it's you lady oh yeah okay so um we talk a lot about i mean this is our romance novel podcast so we talk a lot about like our favorite heroes and whatnot um, I was wondering if you had like an ultimate romance novel hero, perhaps we've just learned it. Um, like for me, well, obviously Mr. Darcy from uh, Pride and Prejudice, obviously. Um, but then also for me, I love a lot of Penny Reed um, heroes, Drew Runis, Nick, Nico freaking Moretti, Megan Niello, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then like Jack Devlin, we as a podcast really love from Lisa Claypas. <laughs> So I was just wondering if you had like an ultimate romance hero that is just like stands above the rest for you. Um, this might be my 15 year old self talking, but uh, I would say Will Herondale, uh, if you guys know him, he's from uh, The Mortal Instruments. Oh, <laughs> oh yes! okay. Yes. Okay. Random. <laughs> like disappointed in herself for like forgetting <laughs> but yes uh it would be will um he didn't want to love anyone because of his supposed curse and then he stayed back while he watched the girl he liked or he loved be engaged to his best friend mm -hmm. uh so i was really really heartbroken and like crushed and i really loved him as a character so yeah i would say it would be him he stood out from the rest that i read the countless novels that i read Gianna, awesome. what are the ones that were before? Like the ones who went back, they went back in time. Do you remember those ones? Is it the Bones? The, uh... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's a part of, there's like, there's a set of those that are like from the past. I remember, I remember reading those ones. And I love them. So, but you use Mortal Instruments. You would totally recommend. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and then the last couple, um, do you have a favorite romance novel or a favorite romance author? Um, I don't have a favorite for both because there's no one in particular. Um, and then when I enjoy like when I enjoy a good romance book, then that gives me butterflies and or like tears, then I enjoy it. Um, but for the favorite no romance novel, um, it's been a long time since like I really 
read more because I write more than I read now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, but I think if like comfort book, something that just gives me butterflies, something that I just want to read for something light. Um, I think it would be Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Rowell, sorry. Um, just because it's a light read. And then the last song by Nicholas Sparks. It might be mainstream, but I really, really like the story and I cried at the end. Um, yeah, Nicholas Sparks me? pretty much makes everyone cry, I think. Yes. <laughs> and there's this one I'm currently reading, um, which has a good romance in it, but I'm not yet done. So um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite yet. And it's called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. Se- yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I've seen it many places. People seem to really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's good so far. So I have, but I haven't finished it. So let's see how it goes. But the romance <laughs> is good. Yeah. I, I I had no time to read for pleasure when I was in school. None. No, no. I was, so, so I was, when I graduated, I was like, I'm gonna read some things that are school books. I, I had so a massive list of books when I was done with grad yes. school. I was like, I am gonna read every single book I can get my hands on, and yeah. that has pretty much remained true. Like since. I don't know, a parent, someone told me the other day how long it had been since I graduated and I wanted to vomit a little bit, but like <laughs> I've, I've read and really since we've talked about this in the podcast, but like COVID and quarantine and just mm-hmm. being like constantly in the house and working and I have a almost, I have a toddler and like, so it's just been really intense. And so having like escaping into romance novels was like, the way that my brain just disconnected from what was going on in my and real how life we started this podcast literally how we started this podcast because mm-hmm. we were both like like do you just want to do something fun like we just want to do something fun and we can't get together and we're both vaccinated now but like I still have a toddler who cannot be yet so mm-hmm. we're still being very careful but yeah anyway. no I completely true like I haven't had time also to read a lot since I'm in school um it really it takes away like studying really takes away a lot of your time and your effort Mm -hmm. and your soul you know you're dying (laughs) when you're doing your research yeah so I have that and I'm also like doing some work on the side like some internships just so I Mm -hmm. could you know get some work experience before I graduate and reading right between writing and reading I would choose doing the writing more than the reading so it's right. really really sad that I haven't had you know enough time to get into a lot of those in my to be read list right. so yeah when you guys ask this question like <laughs> what's your favorite romance novel or like author I was like um <laughs> no, no it... a lot so yeah it was kind of two years ago I wouldn't have been able to answer that question Mm. <laughs> truthfully I because I, I'm more like I'm newer to reading romance whereas Ray is like since I was a teen so yeah I, mean, I worked at a library so I would be like oh we shelved this but let me just shelve this in my back pocket yes. so as I was going along <laughs> it was like I like oh this sounds good oh look at that, that oh, look at that cover exactly. <laughs> in my back pocket um so I, I don't know. Um, I know, I know, I know Veronica's feelings about this. He, I mean, we all feel about those, those, those romance covers where it's the guy that's half naked. We just, we, we say no to that, right? We say no, we say no to that. I mean, not, not half, not, well, we should say, because your, your cover, he's half naked, but it's, it's hot. Um, See, half naked? Wait, hang on. He's wearing clothes. He's got shirt on. Doesn't he have a shirt on? Yeah, he's. 
He's, I yeah, think, no, I think kid. you sent me one particular that was a Johanna Lindsay, jo- Johanna Lindsay, where he was literally naked, except for <laughs> she was covering his naughty bits. Yeah, that was it. She was just like wearing this ridiculously beautiful ball gown and it was just her. She was covering him. She was shielding his. And I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, he has a suit on. We all know where that's going. He has a suit on. Okay, there you go. Perfect. See? No, I think today's, Um, I think modern. Also, I love her earrings. Great. There were were cover studies that, you know, half naked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, um, my family will be buying this. Can we can we keep the clothes on? Yep. Keep the clothes on, please. <laughs> I can imagine oh, yeah. my mom being like, <laughs> "Hey, mom, can you pur- purchase this for me?" Um, <laughs> we dog frequently is hanging out. What <laughs> you sent me earlier, um, he we frequently talk in this podcast about how um, our mothers will never speak to us again because we <laughs> don't censor ourselves much. No. Mm, yeah no this book i no actually all of my books i told them you cannot read any of this <laughs> you are not allowed to read any of this like both of you like my parents and yeah it's only my sister who gets to read you know where she's just she's just one year older than i am and we're really really close so i have no apprehensions like with you know showing this work to her but for my parents i i told them no you can buy the book but you don't you're not reading it please don't read it (laughs) you're not reading it (laughs) well i I told veronica i said i'm okay with my mom listening to our podcast my dad what it would be a lot (laughs) it'd be a lot that i have to go to therapy for so i know the name of a really good therapist if you need one (laughs) coolio (laughs) well Gianna, this was awesome. I'm so glad so that you could join us. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, no, no, I think that's <laughs> it. I just want to thank you guys so much for, for having me. Um, it was really nerve wracking. Oh, I, I hope not. I've been thinking about this since, you know, it was emailed to me and I'm like, what? This is going to be the first time that I'll be the one um, being interviewed because it's usually me doing the interviewing, right. um, you know, for my, for my work. And my internships and all that but yeah so this was the first time i was really, really nervous about it but thank you guys so much for taking the time to like read the book and like talk to me about it and yeah i hope you enjoyed it so yeah. we're so glad that you could join us thank you so much for doing this yes. thank you <laughs> also thank can you. i have a quick question is that a rugrats top you have on yes we <laughs> <laughs> even noticed that i love it i love it tommy pickles <laughs> Love it. Very well, Gianna, you thank you so much. And thank um, you. Thank you. All right. Um, let's do um do an, okay, let's do stunt casting and then we'll come back with recommendations. Oh that? yeah, okay. All right, let's do stunt casting. So yay. Let's go. <laughs> ah! Right. I like how we do this now where we you and I kind of like keep it I know. do. I like that we're I don't know who your people are. It's a are. surprise. Mm-hmm. So I only did two. Same, me too. Okay. Well, uh, you go first. Oh, tell me, okay. tell me your Sabina. Oh, okay. So, oh, I didn't for some reason keep. Okay, hold on. Um, would you do yours? Because I, I oh, lost yes, mine. Honey. Of course. Um, oh damn it! What was her name? 
Sorry, I like pinned it and then didn't. Hang on, I'll get it back. Oh, okay. So her name, I chose a woman named Samantha Boscarino. Do you want me to put like a pin? Yes. Yeah. Let me put it in the chat. Send me in the chat. Send it to me. All right, here's that. Um, She is. Oh, she's cute. Isn't she? Um, Like her bottom lip is hot. I know, right? It's very like puffy. It's full. Yes, it's full. Um, She was born in California. She was born in California, but she, it says she is Ecuadorian and Italian. Ooh, So nice. she's got, like, yeah, like, she's not white, she's you know? Like, she's yeah. got some, uh, she, Sabina is, is not, like, overly described, mm-hmm. except that she's a model, so you assume she's thin, and um, it says that she has brown hair, I think. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, she looks like she could be a model, and she's got brown hair, and she yeah. is very pretty. I do kind of want to make out with her. Like, her yeah. little lip, I kind of want to, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so, mine, now that, hold on, let me see, make sure it, it's saved. Oh, there she is. So, I'm going to send it on over to you. I'm singing. I'm really I'm singing tonight. And I'm singing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I chose, because I was trying to think of somebody, so... I'm going to be completely ah, yes. honest. Are you serious? This is when Luna's going to start running around like an asshole. Um, guys, her. Luna got a, a bed done in, in the studio. So she has her own little bed, but she's not sleeping in it. Um, so Sabina, to me, is a fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's, I mean, and I think Gianna would probably agree with that a little bit. I mean, she's a bitch. I mean, but that's, that's. Her charm mm-hmm. is that she's a bitch. I mean, she's a supermodel. She's, she's unapologetic. Supermodel. She's unapologetic. She's a bitch. And so I thought about someone who's gorgeous and a bitch. And I thought, and she is white. I apologize. She is white, but she was like the first person I thought of. And she's British, but is um, Cara Develigne? Develigne? I don't Develine? know. She's, Devlin, I don't know. I'm not going to say her name right. Um, but she is, um, oh God. I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, I just remember that one that she was in. Uh, she's, she's in, so oh, beautiful. that's right. She's in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. She was in Valerian in the city of whatever. Um, oh, she's right. She's the lead in Car- Carnival Row, which I fucking loved. Um, cause I'm a nerd. Um, but she's adorable. She's 28 years old, so she's right around the same age. Mm-hmm. She's pretty. She's beautiful. beautiful. She is beautiful. So that is my Sabina. Down with it. Yep. All right. Give me <sighs> your <laughs> Tristan. So my Tristan, he's blonde hair, blue eyed. You said it over? I fucking certainly am. His name is Luke Benward. I've never heard of this dude before in my life. Hello. Mm. Oh, wait. Mm. Um, he looks familiar. So he... I, like, have not... I don't think I've ever... He was in Girl Meets World, apparently, but I didn't see any of that. Um, he was in... An episode of CSI. <gasps> He's in Dumplin'. Have you seen Dumplin'? <gasps> oh, 
Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. He plays Bo. Yes. He's Bo. There it is. Oh, my God. Fucking guys. If you've not seen Dumplin, so good. Dumplin is so good. It is so good. I highly recommend Dumplin. For every heavy girl out there, Jesus Christ, if you've not seen Dumplin, please. If you've not seen Dumplin, if you don't love. And if you love Dolly Parton, Mm -hmm. holy God. This. And you love gay men. This is the best movie on the planet. I actually gained like a whole new appreciation for Dolly Parton while watching this movie. Also, I oh, love Jennifer Aniston, so I would have seen right. like fucking anything she's ever but in. She was like whole. She was in on. The, she was in this movie just as much as Jennifer because Jennifer Aniston yeah. produced it. Like so, she was. Oh, it is so. It's so such good. a good movie. I highly so recommend good. it. It. I cried so hard a couple of times during that movie. So good. Oh my god. But yes, he's so sweet as Bo. Oh, I had forgotten that. Oh my god. I um. Know. He's super cute. So, yeah, anyway, that's why I chose. Um, lots of pictures when you look for him um, are him looking like a child. So I really he's, had to what, 25 like... years old? He was born in 1995. Uh, he's 25 years old. Uh, wait, May birthday. He's 26. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um Oh, he was in Dear John. Oh, he played fourteen-year-old Alan. We're about cool. to go down that road. Yeah. Um, oh, here's him as a child. Yes, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Which honestly, maybe Brandon looks like that. You know, like maybe. There you go. There mm-hmm, you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Because Brandon is described as looking like Tristan. Yeah. Like before she knew who Brandon's father was. Like Tristan had said, he's mine. Good times. Oh, good times. All right. Who is your Tristan, dear? All right. Let me go back. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I don't know why this person just popped in my head. I'm going to put both here. Hold on. Okay. God, with the scruff, he's really just so, so okay. pretty. There you go. Click it to like, win it. I don't know who this is. This Am I is Court Overstreet <gasps> from Glee. I, yes, okay, got it. Yeah. I was like, wait, why does he look familiar? Yes, yeah, I do Yeah, there's know. some reason, like, Court Overstreet, besides the name, is Court Overstreet, for yeah, God's why? sakes. Is that his actual name, Court? That's his, well, be. I don't know. I don't know if that's his, like, you know, I don't know his real name, but... It popped in my head, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that actually works. Because, like, I mean, especially that first one I sent you, where it's, like, it's, like, more of his natural color, where it's, like, kind of um, yellow. Have you seen this one? Hang on. <laughs> I'm this? sure I have, because, oh, fuck wow. me. Yes. Who is that's right. He was in The Expendables. That's right. <sighs> Man, oh, I, like... I would like the beer burn down below. What? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I would like to have some beard burn on my thighs. I'm sorry. Why are you apologizing? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's my tri- Tristan. <laughs> this is the second fucking... Wait, his name is Tristan, right? Yeah, it's no. Tristan. Okay, because this is the second book we've had. 
had where we're like, we yes. were like fucking wicked where I kept calling yes. him Tristan. His name mm-hmm. was not fucking Tristan. Mm-hmm. It was Ren. Okay. And we yeah. just were talking about Lingus, so. Oh, Robbie Lingus. Um, cool. <sighs> Tristan. All right. So um yeah so anyway you know what actually this tristan is very similar to the tristan and and to robbie lingus because remember robbie lingus has to get his he dies he puts that dye in his hair right he puts the grease in his hair to make it brown and he wears his glasses on right Mm -hmm. fuck me okay um do we want to take a break and come back with some recommendations yeah let's do that let's let's do it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And we're back. Oh, we're fucking back, bitches. Like Britney. Mm-hmm. Free Britney. Free Britney! I'm so <laughs> fucking angry about that. Um, I'm trying to find my her notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next part of this wonderful podcast is that we do some recommendations. Hell yeah. Um, since mine are first, I guess I will go first. Yeah, go, um, go for it. So... First off, I want to talk about this wonderful book that I read this week. And um, I love this woman. She's adorable. And she's going to have a baby, like, oh in three God. weeks. Becca Mack. My God, girl. Um, she wrote, I read Love You Wild from Cherry Publishing. Um, it's amazing. Like, I loved it. Um, yeah, I need to, like, I need to to read that because you said like nothing but good things about it it's uh, honestly you'd love it like they have this (laughs) um so if you want to read my my review it's on our uh on our um website and um it's on goodreads too if you want to look um but it's got one of the cutest characters i'm not a big fan of kids and books like kid characters and books but vivi miss vivi is one of the cutest fucking characters and the way that becca writes it is so endearing. I loved Miss Vivi. Um, and then when you find out why she's called Miss Vivi, like what her name comes, it's just, it's amazing. Um, so you've got, <clears throat> it's an, not an enemy to lovers, it's a playboy to realizing that he's like, so as I say in my review that, so you've got Avery, our hero, and Claire, our heroine, that he realizes like he wants a one night stand, but then he, quickly realizes that Claire might not just be like Miss Right now, but Miss Right. So um I oh I completely recommend um she's coming out of a um philandering boyfriend relationship and Dicks. the writing's great. It's fucking hotter than shit. Like nice. oh my god. You sent me a couple like little excerpts. Oh like the the foreplay up to the as I say in out in out <laughs> Holy God, it is hotter. It's muy caliente. Um, super hot. So um, nice. that's my one recommendation. My other is another, uh, if you go to our website, I did write another review for this book called Summer of No Attachments, which um, it's uh, by Lori Foster. And it was another, I received an arc on this one also. Um, and it was... Everyone, I mean, in both books, every fucking character is lovely. Like, every character, like, as I say in The Summer of No Attachments, even the villain is not lovely, but you understand where they're coming from. Like, they have an issue. 
and um, they have shoes that they're putting on. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's well written, and both are are believable. Like it's really interesting. Like both have like these the the amount of time which the heroine and hero fall in love are very short, but the writers, the authors have done such a good job where you don't feel like it's weird. Like, you don't feel like it's unnatural or not realistic. Like, okay. I mean, we've all been there. We've all met someone who we've clicked with instantly. Mm-hmm. And you yep. get that in both of those books. Because um, guess what? Summer awesome. of No Attachments, there's fucking attachments, man. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> it happens to be a summer of all the attachments, you know. Uh Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, even the um, wet dry vac. Um, Talking about attachments. Um, So that happened. My eyes just got really wide. Yep. All right. I mean, I meant to say Roomba. (laughs) Zumba too. Zumba. Anyhow, how about you, baby? Um, Okay, so again... Penny Reed got me. Um, Penny Reed, man. She's a fucking queen. Just don't doubt anything she ever does, basically nope. is what I'm saying. Nope. nope. Um, so I started working my way through the Beach Read box set, which I recommend just in general as a thing. And you did two it's, weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. So I I think I talked about it two weeks ago because of Claire Kingsley. Yes. Um, I'm just now getting to her book because I got derailed as fuck by Penny Reed. So um, Penny Reed's first, I had recommended the second part of like, it's a two, two triplets like in a mm-hmm. set together. Mm-hmm. So um, the first three are attraction, heat capture. And then the second three are space motion time or motion space time. I recommended them before and now I don't mm. remember the order of them. Um, damn it. That's really annoying that I don't. Oh, motion space time. So um, it's the whole thing together is called the hypothesis series. So I read like books four through six, and then I went back and read books one through three because the first book in the Beach Read box set series is attraction. Mm-hmm. So then I read attraction and I was like, well, motherfucker, now I have to see what happens with the end of this. <laughs> so I finished out that triplet um, and then I went back to the box set and then, mm-hmm. of course, Blueberry Boys. Um, but I highly recommend the first triplet attraction, heat, capture. Like I said, it's the first half of that hypothesis, hypothesis series. It's a lot of S's and it's midnight. Um, and then the other one, again, found through this box set, you had read the name R.S. Gray sounded familiar to me. And then I couldn't remember why, but I read um, Arrogant Devil. And then you had said that you read To Have and To Hold. Is that was or To, to Hate, hate and to, to Hate and To Hold a couple weeks or a few oh, weeks I ago. I it. You would recommend it. it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Arrogant Devil by R.S. Gray is my second recommendation. Also in that box set, but it was so, it was funny, like really funny. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had sent you a few screenshots that made me laugh. I laughed. So fucking Out of context, hard. I laughed. Yeah. Yes. Like. Out of context drop. Yep. Out of context drop. It's just, she is a very 
funny writer mm-hmm. and um, made like legitimately hysterical things happen mm-hmm. throughout the book. Um, mm-hmm. The immediate, it's of course enemies to lovers because I have mental illness, but like it, just the way that they are like immediately like opposing sides of magnets, you know, yeah. like they just are immediately fighting with each other. Um, it was just great. It was just such a good book. Uh, 10 out of 10 recommend. Cool. You got a podcast recommendation for me? Yes. Well, actually, you're first on the list. Oh, okay. I can go. Go um, for it. So I, I'm not like, I'm not huge into like self-help podcasts because I just have a therapist and I can only take so much. Can I, can I, th- before you talk about therapy, um, there is that online therapy, uh, that everyone Better talks about. Com. Um, no, you keep talking. I will look. There is a uh, online one you can do. Um, okay. Keep talking. Maybe okay. it might be better help, but I don't know if that's it. Um, so Brene Brown, if you've looked into anything about self-help ever, you've probably heard of Brene Brown. One of my favorite things that she's ever said, I'm not like a religious Brene Brown supporter, but like, um, I don't have an issue with her. I just, there's only you so many hours in a day. Yep, yep. I'm not going to fight her. There's still like so many hours in a day, you guys. Um, but she, one of my favorite quotes from her is, um, she was giving an interview at one point and she said that something that really helped her was changing her mindset in reference to other people. So she Mm -hmm. said that she used to think that people were just intentionally trying to piss her off. Hmm. And then when she started to reframe her thinking and she would think to herself, this person is just doing their best. Every single person is just doing their best today. Mm. Then that helped her have more sympathy, more empathy, be like a, it helped her not be so angry. I think it's that feeling of like, you don't know what this person's going through. You know, what that's kind of totally day true. This totally person's having like this right. person could. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Talk space. That's the one I was thinking of. Talk space. Is, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, she has like a, she has a couple of podcasts, but the one that I'm recommending today is called Unlocking Us. Um, she has I think it's exclusive to Spotify. Like I think you actually have to listen to it either on her website or through Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one is um, Ashley and Barrett for the Summer Sisters series. Um, on the gifts of imperfection join me and my sisters ashley and barrett for part one of our six-part summer sister series um they talk they go over the 10 guideposts and talk about our personal wholehearted inventory scores um she's also had um clint smith ashley c ford oprah um Tarana Burke, who you might recognize as the woman who literally started the Me Too movement. Um, she's had, how do you pronounce her name? Salmon Nosrat. I think she's the woman from um, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Mm, I don't know. Um, on Netflix. Brandy Carlisle. She's had like lots of um, worldly people as guests. Mm-hmm. And... Um, talking about like 
it's the description is conversations that unlock the deeply human part of who we are so that we can live love parent and lead with more courage and heart i love that yeah so i it's it's a great podcast um it seems like very diverse like there's like yeah just not... there's there's a lot of people it's not just a bunch of white people getting together to talk i mean there are white people but like there are also lots of people mm-hmm. of color um coming from different from different backgrounds life, so. yeah yes what about you what do you got so i have a podcast about with just three white people Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I enjoy this podcast quite a bit. Um, it is called Smartless. I've referenced it because they end their episodes like we end our episodes. I totally stole it from them. We it's are the fine. worst. We are the worst. Um, as someone told me once, if you like it, steal it. Um, somebody at where we were at, uh-huh. at work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Smartless. It is, um, it is Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. And so it's Sean funny. Sean Hayes. I fucking love Sean Hayes. They're, ad- they're adorable. They're all three of them are funny together because they pick on each other. And that's hysterical. Hyster- they usually gang up to pick on Will Arnett, which is super funny. Um, but um, so what they do is they bring on someone they consider smarter than them. And nice. that's why it's called Smartless. And it is the gamut. Like they've interviewed Stacey Abrams. They've introduced. They've interviewed Kamala Harris before. Um, just to give you an idea, the last episode I listened to um, was this past week was David Cross, who I fucking love. Um, but the last couple of episodes is Jason Thoreau, Rob <gasps> McElhenney, um, Mitch Hurwitz, Jake Justin Tapper. Justin Thoreau. Huh? Did I say what did I say? Jason. Oh yeah, Justin. Justin, Justin. that would be a, yeah. Rob McElhenney. Um, he's super hot. He is hot. Um, which he's got that new show. Something. Anyhow, uh, Jake <laughs> Tapper, Zach Galifianakis, Tina Fey, Gwyneth Paltrow, Amy Sedaris. So Bob Odenkirk. You know, you get the idea. Um, uh, 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 what's his name from? Um, oh shoot, never mind. Uh, Brad Paisley. I mean, it's like oh, it's George Clooney. Singer? Yeah, George Clooney, Aquafina, um, Billy Eilish, um, oh, Judd Apatow. Yeah, I mean, love her. It, they get like cream of the crop people. And I will the, fight anyone who complains about Billy Eilish's like new image. Oh, they can they can eat a dick. They can yes. eat all the dicks. All the dicks. Yeah, uh, Megan Rapino. Um, oh my god, I oh love my god. her so much. Another one, person who makes me question my sexuality. Oh right, one one of my favorite episodes is they 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 interview Ricky Gervais, and it's fucking amazing because you all know how much I love Ricky Gervais. So I do indeed know yeah. your feelings on Ricky Gervais. Yeah, so it's really good. You get uh, and it's because these people know them, so it's not just like surface level questions it's like in, in fact they talk about so like david cross his last and i um so those of you guys who follow david cross like i loved david cross's stand-up in like the the early aughts um but y'all remember that he was in um alvin and the chipmunks but y'all remember that he got roped into alvin and the chipmunks too Oh. And Alvin and the Chipmunks 3. But there's this whole giant story, and I encourage you to listen to him talk about making Alvin and the Chipmunks 3 because it was pretty much him telling the studios to go fuck themselves. 
And nice. it was kind of amazing because David Cross, if you don't, if you've never listened to a stand up, he doesn't take shit for pretty much anybody. He doesn't give Thank a fuck. God. And um, uh, it's pretty amazing. So Smartless. Into it. So I like it. Guess what we get to do now? We haven't done it for fucking ever. We haven't done this in for fucking ever. We get to we spin haven't. the wheel. We get to spin the wheel, guys. Oh, my God. This I'm yeah, so excited. We have, like, we have heavily deviated from... Um, so how we started, if you are new to this podcast, welcome. But how we started was that we chose our favorite romance novels. So episodes one and two are our respective, like, some of, like, the top tier cream of the crop for us. Now, after that, we started spinning a wheel so that we would choose randomly. And we have a spreadsheet because we're losers of like a bunch of the books that we want to read for the podcast specifically. I'm we sorry, have not I... spun this wheel reader listener in a very long time because then we had like a bunch of arcs that we were reading, which was amazing. And thank you to every single one of those authors who trusted mm-hmm. me, trusted us with your work early. Um, and then we also had th- some things that we just wanted to read because they were coming out. Like we wanted to read them quickly um, like Mariana Zapata came out with a new book. We wanted to read that, you know, things like that. Uh, and it's our podcast, so we can do what the fuck we want. We kind of can just do whatever the fuck we want. And right now that includes going back to the wheel because we were supposed to have a guest. Did you already spin it? No, I didn't. Of course not. No, because oh. we got to oh, okay. pretend like that. I can, you can hear it. No I need can... to, I need to put the sound effect in. No, we need to get a sound me. effect. It's fine. I know. I'm sad about that. So, at any rate, we're finally going back to the wheel, ladies and gentlemen. Um, actually, like a quarter of our audience is, is dudes. Yeah. Isn't that weird? No. Um, it's not weird. And also, thank you for listening. Um, oh, don't let us forget to talk about magnets before we <gasps> stop. That's right. Um, or do you want to talk about that now? Let's talk about no. it later. Okay, yeah. Let's, yeah. Do the, let's do the wheel. Okay. Girl, spin the wheel. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. It's fine. I'm so excited. It's is spinning, it spinning? It's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. It is 15. So, woo, is like all this. So, 15. It's. It's Amy Penza. Is it Amy Penza? It's Daughter of Rage and Beauty. I'm very excited. So, I always said that when we reach this point, that um, I would disclose. That I know Amy Penza. Um, she's a friend of mine. So um, she's great and she's going to be extremely excited. I told I'm her she excited. was. I told her that she was on our list. Um, this is super awesome. I'm, super I'm excited, excited to reread it actually because I've already read it. But because I've read everything she's ever published, she just published a new one that I have not read yet. It's a novella as part of like a set. So I haven't read that one, her most recent one, but I did download it already. Yes. So Daughter of Rage and Beauty is what we are reading. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I cannot wait for you to read this book. <laughs> Amy, I'm super excited. I hope you listen and I'm excited to read your book. So, I mean, I'm the one I actually kind of picked this one. Because... Yeah, I told you to pick because I was like, I've already read them all. So right. you pick whichever one. So you wanna... and it's an elf, correct? It's a badass elf. She is. So she's um, a berserker. That's Which right. is yeah. So um, it's Amy, and e- Amy would even say this that like her bread and butter 
is like paranormal romance. I love so it. So she has a Wolf series, which I highly recommend. And then she also has, she has a couple of contemporary romances as well. Um, well, she has a few actually, but then Daughter of Rage and Beauty is an Academy romance, but it's not like high schooler. It's not young adult or anything. It's right. people that are like in their twenties. They're going to like a special school to learn how to, you know. Kill people, they're going basically. to Xavier University. It's fine. Like, like yeah, this is it's fine. Yes. So um, it's it's good. I really liked the heroine and I'm I super excited. Loved the hero. So I'm super excited. I, I oh, mean, I'm if, so excited. if y'all listen to my our last episode when I talked about Wicked, y'all know that I'm the one of the two of us that loves this elf shit. So I'm excited. It's good. So that will be our next episode, bitches. I'm super excited about spinning the wheel. I'm excited about Amy Penza. I'm excited about a lot of things. You know what else I'm excited about? It's fucking magnets, bitches. How do they work? (laughs) So uh, one way, uh, someone has already done this, which I'm really excited about. Uh, In our last episode, we brought this up. We're still offering it. Um, I need to put a picture up of what they are. Oh, yeah, you should. Put it up on Instagram. Um... So, oh, we need to put that um, that URL in our description. Uh, okay, yes. so at any rate, we ordered some magnets. There mm-hmm. are two different um, two different designs. They both say, obviously, the name of the podcast, and they say a little dirty, definitely funny. Uh, one has a book and a wine glass on it, and the other one, I'm looking at them on my fridge right now, and the other one has an eggplant and a heart on it, mm-hmm. because hello. Um, so how you can get yourself a magnet for free, for free is by rating and reviewing our podcast on uh, the Apple podcast app. Um, we are asking for an honest review. So, I mean, we can't ask you to give us five stars or anything like that, but we're just asking you for some honest feedback. Um, please leave us a review, give us some stars and, uh, in exchange, just go ahead and screenshot your review and email it to us at chicklitbookclubpodcast at gmail.com and then uh, along with your name and address where you want us to send it and we will send you a magnet. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm surprising Veronica right now but I'm I know I'm gonna um, I'm actually going to design a t-shirt this week and um, and Veronica and I are going to have them and and we're going to maybe take some pictures for our Insta and for our Twitter. And um, then you can order them if you like them. Oh, so. my God. Yes. I cannot wait. I didn't know yeah. you were doing this. I'm very excited. Yes. I, I decided today. I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. Um, oh, i do. I we, we I made one at one point, and I think I'm going to still continue with that. Like, um yeah, I think I'm going to, it's going to be one of our, I'm going to have a couple of different uh, ones, but I think that's the. I'm very excited. Yeah, so I'm just going to do it and we're going to do some custom ink and we're going to get the shit done. So guys, we love you. Please rate us and review us. Yes, um, it's, that's, please This is a free podcast. Yeah. That's how you can pay us is by rating us and reviewing yeah. us. Um, happily send you a magnet. Thank you to um, the people who have already done it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need to keep racking them up. Yep. That'd be really helpful. 
Absolutely. And those of us who have, those of you who have reached out, um, thank you. And we hear you and we love you. And um, we just, we love doing this and we hope you love listening to us. So um, for. We certainly hope so. The Chicklet Book Club Podcast. <laughs> How do we end this bitch? As you said, uh, in the. Well, hang on. We should tell people where they can find us. Oh, shit. I thought you did. Okay. Sorry. No, I just talked about um, Apple Podcasts. So, Got it. Yeah, and Magnus. Uh, all right, so you can find us. We would love to hear from you. Um, Ray, can you actually get the Instagram? Yeah, it's just... Uh, I think, well, it's yeah, Chick with Book Club Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's new. Ray made it this week or last week or something. All the days blur together. Um, all right, so you can find us almost everywhere. We really don't like Facebook. Sorry, guys. Um, you know what? I'm no, not sorry. No. I mean, Instagram I know is owned by Facebook, but it's fine. Okay. I just don't want to be on but Facebook. Bookstagram, like it's just a thing. Right. So uh, you can find us on our website at www.chickletbookclubpodcast.com. Um, all of our episodes are linked there, and you can also read the ARC reviews that that Ray has written. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Chicklet Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Chicklet Book Club Podcast. TikTok, Chicklet Book Club, Pinterest, you can see our spank naughty lists and our stunt casting. <laughs> Chicklet Book Club podcast. Please email us. Again, if you do if you rate us and review us and send us a screenshot, we'll send you a magnet. Um, email that screenshot to Chicklet Book Club Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also check us out on YouTube and there's a bit.ly in the description of the episode. And please go to our TikTok. Uh, Veronica makes um wonderful tiktoks so please go and like them and follow us on tiktok um if any of you listened to our last episode you know that she made a tiktok while we were talking and i I sounded defeated you did still i'm still recovering um because i can't control the volume of my face oh god we need to talk about besides besides no the next episode is fucking safe fucking haven oh yeah guys okay so we're gonna have a slight schedule change because in the last episode we had said that driven was going to be the next page to screen um but since then we have learned that the new season what is it mm-hmm. called fueled is the next mm-hmm. is book two Scorched, i think it, I <laughs> after burn i fucking don't yeah, know. i don't know turning left um <laughs> the next Shaking season <laughs> oh my god that fucking movie um so on passion flicks the next book in like the driven series is coming out on i believe it is july July 22nd 22nd. so what we did was bump the driven review to the 20th so that's coming out the same week as um the second season of that series Mm -hmm. comes out unfortunately uh ray has volunteered herself as tribute to not only watch Safe Haven, but read it. Now, I have seen Safe Haven. I've seen it, too. So I will rewatch to refresh my memory. I will do that, too. Do you want me to read the book, darling? No. No? no. no? I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the hit for it. I will. You're going you gonna to take that yeah, for the I'll team? Yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. It's fine. Well. No, because I said this is, like, going to be penultimate thing for me because we can 
because we both have seen it, so we know what a piece of garbage mm-hmm. pile it is. It's a movie. At least I thought so. Um, I also have behind the scenes knowledge because it's filmed. Oh I, yes, yeah. Right. My family lives in Wil- in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, but also, it's so it fulfills my dream of having a bad movie podcast, and then I get to fucking rail about a book that I have not like. Because you guys, I keep this shit bottled up. But guess what? You want to come back and see fucking Ray lose her goddamn mind? Very excited about it. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be rage fest. It's gonna be amazing. So just get your popcorn ready because it's gonna be amazing. So it's gonna be it's gonna so be crazins, good. like cranberry raisins. It's gonna be fine. Um. So yeah, it's really happening. good on salads. Oh, they are. They are good. Guess what? It's just. So, Nicholas Sparks, I'm fucking coming for you, you bitch. I'm coming for your fucking ass. It's, it's cool. I'm going to publicly mm-hmm. bring you out. Lay you out in public and talk about how much you. this is all a formula for you. I'm, I'm see, I see you. I see you, you bitch. It's happening. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. So, I that's coming wait. up. All right. Beautiful. How do we yes, end this? Darling. In a really obnoxious way. We do! As as the boys from Smartless would say. (gasps) Bye! Bye! (laughs) I can't believe some people listen to their podcast too. (laughs) Because holy shit. Do it! Do it! Because it's annoying on their podcast too. We're the worst.